0: Hey, Grogu, what's up? Are you excited to see Uncle Joseph? I take that as a yes. Nitro is the glory. Yes indeed, Nitro's the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode, I've lost count, 118, 119. I, I don't know, we did two shows over the weekend that I haven't put up, uh, we did it on YouTube. I'm a little you know i'm still kind of dnc hungover i didn't even go to dnc and i'm hungover what's up everybody um welcome to the no name rc podcast i'm your host keenan white aka left of the great and joining me later on is everybody's favorite finnish idiot beak beak we got a lot of stuff to talk about today um you know we had dnc go on and all that stuff so we got to talk about that no guests but we do have a guest special guest he he blessed us with his presence for a little bit with messed up mic and all. So shout out to Greg Degani the Toe 2002 first ever World Champ American World Champion in 8 scale racing. He joined us to tell us about tell us some stories about DNC. So yeah, he joins us for the main interview. Thank you to uh, Greg for coming on the podcast. It's always a pleasure when you come. We have to teach you how to stay still with your mic though. So, uh hey guys. It's Ah, I don't know. It's been good. It's been good. You know, uh, ah, I'm still in the DNC hangover. I want to shout out and say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world, man. Thank you guys for all the support. None of this is possible. I enjoy my conversations that I have with people all around the world. Uh, One of the beautiful things of RC. So thank you guys. I mean that. And, and thank you. Shout out to all the patrons of the NNRC. You guys are making things happen, man. Hopefully travel is coming up here soon. And, That will be because of the patrons so uh thank you guys uh what's some new equipment We all know that thank you guys for the patrons of of, patrons of the nnrc if you wish to be a patron you can um you know check out the link in the written description below so uh i don't know before i go on any further i have to even thank the sponsors so thank you to all the sponsors and the companies that support this uh this podcast that is the NNRC, so shout out to Mayako, first off the bat. You know, we all know who Mayako is. Joseph and I in touch on that in this podcast and talk about that. So please listen carefully to what we have to say about that. So thank you to Mayako. Thank you to Techno RC. TechnoRC. TechnoRC, they didn't really get podiums this week, but I think they had a good DNC. Maybe one podium, sorry, with Joe Bornhorse. But uh, uh, four mains in the Nitro Buggy, four cars in the Nitro Buggy main. Look at me. I'm still so excited getting all my words mixed up that's really good so thank you to techno rc for their support uh, jq racing hey what's up guys we're still here you're still my family uh we ain't going nowhere we're just mul- multiplying so hey you know listen up and be looking out for more details about what's going on with jq racing here in the future uh, the race team and whatnot, so I'm still here, and I'm not going anywhere. Shout-out to Beach RC. Brent went out to uh, Vegas. Uh, Vegas? Why am I all lost? I've got Vegas in my mind, king of the streets, see? Uh, Brent went out to DNC, his first DNC. DNC sounds like he had fun. Um, I haven't even really talked to him much since he got back, so I need to catch up with him, see how he enjoyed it. Uh, Shout-out to uh, SC RC, Sun City RC Raceway. They have the TNR Fuel Race coming up here shortly. Next, uh, next month the dates of the RCGP series shout out to RaceCraft USA oh man I heard you guys killed it the RaceCraft Rager I heard lots of stories about it uh, sounds like you guys had fun that's awesome. I know Chase and them guys like to have a lot of fun. And you know, DNC is is a festival kind of vibe too. So it's good to see that. And uh shout out to them, guys. They look pretty dialed out there in their pits and all that. That racecraft's doing some good stuff. Check them out and uh get yourself a command module today. Uh shout out to House of RC. They just they're gonna drop their app by the time this is released. Their app should be up. Uh so you can go and download the app and fill out your um, profile there. Shout out to manscaped.com for supporting the podcast. Remember, cut through the jungle to find your manhood. If you would like to save some money and support the podcast, you can go and use go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code no name and save 20% off your order. Papa Willie's traction tonic cures for traction. Shout out to Scooter uh, for all their support. They have been a long time supporter of the podcast. Papa Willie's traction tonic. We have a promo code for that too. All of this is in the written description of all this podcast. So go show them some love. JQ Threads. Check them out. Always doing something. It's been kind of quiet lately. Haven't heard what's been going on with that with Joseph. So, huh, good stuff. And of course, shout out to Wally builds for all his help. And Hey man, Wally had a good DNC, not a good main, but man, that's racing. Like, you know, it's, um, that's all racing is. It's not, uh, you know, it's not who finished, you know, racing. It it is like, it's just, it is racing. You can be good all weekend. And then when it comes to the big egg chalada. Something happens. We all know Fenn knows all about that. Um, Yeah, thanks for Wally. It looked good out there rocking the Wally builds. Myako tent looking badass. Got to get him back on this podcast. And he had fun, man. He looked a lot happier. He did this DNC than he did last year when I saw him on the hay bale with his... Like that. So, kudos to Wally. He did a good job. And, man, I thoroughly enjoyed DNC. Watching it from home, um, man, I enjoyed this race, and I and and you know, we're gonna talk about a lot about this race in this podcast, and we're probably gonna piss a lot of people off if our our thoughts and stuff like that. You know, uh, as much as I enjoyed this race and I wish I was there, really, I do wish I was there. There are a lot of things that I, uh, you know, that we have to talk about that happened at this race, but otherwise, in that it looked like I mean, nothing major. But there are some things that we kind of have to take into consideration, and I may be get a I may get a little bit emotional in this podcast. So, but it is what it is, man. I'm emotional about RC, and I want it to be as best as it can be. And this is one of the best races in RC. For this is supposed to be the biggest, one of the biggest races in RC. And kudos to the DNC crew because I and the Thunder Alley crew because I think they did a good job. Um, uh, the track was good except for that drop off feature, which I really hated uh which could have been improved but i think otherwise the track was really good and i think andrew and his crew did a really good job of you know i've worked alongside andrew seen how not alongside but i've seen how much work they put into their races so i'm sure he was happy to (laughs) to relax on monday morning and yeah joey 22 years man putting on this race this is this has become such an iconic race in our industry and one of the longest running nitro races there are there is out there it's been a 22 years congratulations jake j smoker he got an award for perfect attendance of the dnc and you know what i gotta give some shout outs to live rc because i always and i I always give them some crap and i say this later on in the podcast um as well but i always give them some some crap and i have for many years i've been a subscriber to live rc since 2008 and man i i have to say I was very impressed with the coverage and the new features they're adding. Uh, yes, it wasn't perfect, but they'll work it out. If they go to PNB, uh, they'll do some interesting things. And I know uh, Brandon Rode is trying hard. And I want to shout out to those guys: Live RC, Brandon Rode, Tyler Hooks, Scotty Ernst. Well, you know, you guys did a great job, and thank you for bringing us DNC and and making it better. With I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it without you guys. So big shout out to them and. <clears throat> man it looked like an awesome time uh wow i it kind of is like that vibe like i look at that and i'm like i probably missed one of the better dncs (laughs) you know my first dnc was in arizona then i you know paris is just a little different it's nice but it's just a little different but this looked and felt like a dnc a real dnc and hey Nitro's the glory in the West Coast, man. So many Nitro buggy entries. I can't believe it. You know, I'm so used to seeing e-buggy trying to, nothing like Nothing an e-buggy, but I'm so used to seeing e-buggy outnumbering uh, Nitro nowadays that it's good to see that uh, the West Coast loves the Nitro and they like to burn it. So, uh, yeah, good good stuff. Also, man, I got a shout-out to the new Jay Smoker Jr., which is Spin Radical. Uh, congratulations on making your A-main and all that type of stuff. Good job. Congratulations to Frankie Contreras, uh, Davey Bata, and um, and Buddy, man. I talk about these guys later on this podcast, but I have to say it in intro. Congratulations. It's so good to see you all under 16, I believe. Uh, Nitro Buggy Podium and little, and little Frankie, man. He swept. DNC. What an awesome, awesome thing to see the youth uh, doing good things in RC because they are the future, and we need to uh, encourage them. So, yeah, the youth are the future, not us old farts. Yeah, I, I just a lot to talk about. We have questions. I don't have any Manscaped news or nothing like that. I just, eh. Me and Joseph just kind of got on. We, we started recording, and then we had Greg come on, and then, uh we go all over the place on this podcast but it's also been a while since i've had joseph here recording so it was good to catch up with him and we talked about mayako and all that type of stuff so i guess what i'm gonna say is like hey enjoy the podcast we go right into the beach rc questions and i want to say thank you once again uh and to everybody for all the support we can't do without you and remember when we talk on this podcast we're not trying to throw people under the bus we're just trying to see show you that things can be better we offer solutions and all that stuff we're not i think dnc is awesome i think it can be better and i think it can be used to promote rc to the masses if we do it properly so with all of that said i think it's time to go into the beach rc uh q and a
2: beachrc.com the racers one-stop online hobby shop choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service beachrc.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet beachrc.com is the exclusive distributor for ultimate racing jq racing pro circuit racing tires nitro luxe fuels and assault rc performance products so fill up your cart and check out at beachrc.com today.
0: Yes, thank you Beach RC for for sponsoring the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. If you guys can, go to the affiliate link in the written description of this podcast and show Beach RC some love. It helps the podcast out. They are a brick and mortar hobby shop doing big things. Brent was at DNC, his first DNC. He had a blast. I hope you guys were able to pick up some NNRC decals from him. If not, maybe wally might have left him with wally i don't know you'll see what happens i'll find out so maybe wally might have some decals as well all right jq we got some questions as you knew we would we'd have some questions this week so we gotta go we gotta answer them all right jq i have one question that i i i have i this wasn't a question sent into the podcast right but i saw this question on the release of your book invisible speed which is doing pretty good top rc book in the rc charts i would say number one book in the rc world right now congratulations so uh if there was any other rc books in the world you are number one right now so
3: you are the number one rc book in the world. one out of one are there other
0: books yes there have been other books but right now i think you're the number one rc book in the world so congratulations to you
3: well thank you very much an
0: accomplishment uh, so, anyway, this question actually comes from something in your book that I noticed, and this guy uh, highlighted it. He's actually in Rich Greenwood. He asks, Great book. He says, This seems a bit odd, though. Figured this was priority number one for threadlock. And I believe he's talking about in the book where you say, Throttle brake link, uh, threadlock is applied to just about every metal to metal attachment, with the exception of the M3 grub screws on the anti roll bars and the throttle brake linkages, the motor also does not need to be threadlocked to the mount. So please explain this, Joseph.
3: Uh, yeah, the, sc- the screws that attach the engine to the mount from above, they actually stay in without threadlock. You just tighten them, they stay in. I think it has to do with uh, the how the, Uh, mount expands due to heat, Mm -hmm. that would be my guess. Because yeah, they don't need to be.
4: I've never seen you
0: do, I've never seen you use thread lock on them and I've never seen you have an issue of your car, like you know, that moving. And I don't use thread lock on them either. On the bottom ones, yes. Yeah. That come up from the chassis
3: the the bottom ones you need to but the ones from the top so if you have a split mount mm-hmm. the screws that attach the top mount to the lower mount mm-hmm. you don't need to thread lock those and then the screws that attach the engine itself to the top mount you don't need to thread lock those either okay i never do i just tighten them down and they stay in
0: three uh- I remember we had, I, I think on the turn had this debate too, about using thread lock on that. And some guys were like, yes and no. Hey, I, I guess it can hurt, but you know, I honestly can say I've never seen you put thread lock on those things.
3: I also never thread lock the, the clutch nut. Mm. Some people do. I do. Now I think also that thread lock doesn't work in, in the heat so maybe or many of the threadlocks we use mm-hmm. maybe some of them do mm-hmm. but those get those would get really hot i would think so
0: well whatever threadlock they use at the factory to build the spec queues that's what we need because that stuff is
3: yeah and they for example just they they put threadlock on all the linkages which is an issue you know you mm-hmm. have to heat heat them up to get them to loosen
0: yeah they, they and they oh, they're overzealous with the Threadlock to be act, to be to be truthful. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I saw that a couple of weeks ago, and then a, a person commented on it, so I wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah,
3: so All I right. think I to explain just a bit clearer. I think what happens is with the engine and the top engine mount is that. It gets really hot, and it expands, but the aluminum expands more than the steel screw. So I think that's the reason why they stay in. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Does that make sense? Yes,
0: yes. Because
3: you are sandwiching the aluminum mount or that engine tab, sandwiching that with a steel screw, and then as the part expands, the screw stays tight. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
3: That's my reasoning for it but Very yeah there you go. never used block there
0: there's the physics on it All right, from my buddy Justin Huglin and fellow Star Wars nerd like myself okay so no crazy questions This like, like last time but here goes nothing you called out a lot of young talent leading up to DNC and expected big things from them there was some solid success from a few of them what do you think of their performances and would they have performed as well if the international folks could have shown up so, um yeah, I think uh let's see. That's actually I should have probably had the uh, the main upper because I don't know remember who was in the main now. Because, but I would say um, Tyler Jones definitely impressed me. Uh, out of all the young Midwest guys that were there, I mean, he made the Nitro final uh, as well. First time ever at DNC. He did have some issues. Oh, I felt so bad for him, and he smacked that hay bale in Truggy, and then in E buggy, he was fast, but he blew out. And um, but you know that's how it goes. I think I think Tyler Jones is the truth. I think he has the speed to do it, and I think he's he's really on the he's on the he's on the way. I think out of all those guys, Tyler Jones impressed me. But I didn't want to talk about the Midwest guys. I think the most impressive guy for me is T- Tanner Danny, like. I did not expect Tanner Denny to be as good as he was. Especially when he went out there and he, like, came second in qualifying. I was surprised that he was that fast.
3: Yeah, he was He was probably the biggest surprise.
0: All right. And who... Well, I mean, I'm not surprised Wiggins is there. Wiggins is constantly making A-mains, stuff like that. Spencer Rifkin had his best DNC in a long time, too. So, yeah, you know, what... Well, we're gonna talk more about this in our little DNC recap, but um yeah, who wouldn't
5: have been C. there? CJ
3: Jellin. CJ Jellin, Jellin hasn't really been active in in RC racing, as far as I can tell. And yeah, yeah. he he had a strong showing.
0: And the like I would say the Fuller, though I believe Mason made the B main, I believe. Ashton, man, hey, I'll tell you, I'm so like I'm so pumped for Ashton. Like, even though he doesn't drive a jq anymore but he does he well i mean he drives tlr sorry he came second in e buggy and i think he was like i think he made top five in nitro buggy so i'm really pumped for ashton because you know he used to be a jq driver and i but you know i like i like ashton a lot so i'm happy to see him do well at these races and of and and uh yeah but little frankie too but we'll talk about him in a minute but uh if the euros wonder i think we wouldn't have seen i think Malta i would have been in the c main so um I guess the better question is, out of Europe, who do you think would have been in that A-man, Joseph?
3: Well, I think Ronna Falk would have been... I think
0: I think Ronny Falk would have won.
3: Maybe... See, I would compare Ronna Falk to how Cole did, mm-hmm. you know? And he's usually way faster than Cole. And then Mayfield, yes, he won by, what, 10 seconds or so? Yeah. Wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but he wasn't and as dominant. He said in, yeah.
3: yeah, and he said in his interview also the car wasn't good or the car was hard to drive or something to that effect. So I think definitely Ronne Falk could have been there battling Mayfield or even ahead. And I think other drivers who would make the main are the, you know normal ones.
0: Yeah, I think like if Ongaro would have been there, Ongaro would have Baruffalo, made it, Angaro. Baruffalo, and... I don't know, man. That'd be a toss up between like you Boots. Boots. Uh, I think Boots could have been in there too. Uh all Boots and so Savo- people say Savoya, but I think Savoya
3: wouldn't have wouldn't have been in there.
0: Man, if they would have come, man, <laughs> could you imagine how stacked that B man would have been?
3: Yeah, that's. I just hope that now after COVID that we could sort of figure out what races we go to and try and get all the top guys to race together. Yes. I more, agree with you. You know, so it, it would really be nice. Yeah. Even this, like, DNC, first big race of the year. imagine all the top Europeans go uh, maybe from Asia, too. You know, McBride, who else? Get them over I there. I want to see And really Nadzec- have a sort of really stacked, really stacked field. Yes. It just makes it that, that much more special. Right speaking so of that's, australia, that's what i would like to see
0: yeah speaking of australia we always talk about kyle mcbride but i want to see alex bernardzik come and race more and i definitely want to see the thylacine come and race some more yeah so like we always talk about kyle mcbride but there's there's other fast guys and in, in like alex is super fast and you know i would say aaron's right now is right now probably the sec, third fastest guy in in australia so um but he, he also doesn't race against those guys on a regular basis or anything, too. So would be interesting to see. Hopefully, this this is the allure of DNC. Ken Spencer asks, why did everybody in the Midwest jump on the HB bandwagon? Well, I think that the HB car works good there. And it works good in the East Coast tracks. and
3: Maybe they, good deals, too. Yeah, they
0: they were handing out some really good deals, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've handed out sponsorships like candy, but so were they. Um and yeah people like that they like david i mean why wouldn't you run an hb car you got david ronafall Coles doing good things over there on the east coast you know going to races and stuff with people so yeah i see what, i know why hb is growing i didn't realize hb is so big in, in socal wow a lot of hb guys there in socal well, that's from tyler brown and herzig and all those guys you know so all good stuff
3: you know, that's one thing I noticed, actually, on the results. I was surprised that a few people who I expected to be higher up were surprisingly far down. I mean, Tesman is obvious. We don't know what's going on there. B main and wasn't even in a bump spot when he flamed out, by the way. I called that, too. Uh, not that he would be in the B, but that he would flame out. Uh, but then others, like um, Ryan Pavidis, C main, Anthony Westergaard, C-main. Steve Harris. He was a couple of years ago. He was battling Mayfield for the win Mm -hmm. at some race at Thunder Rally, you know. So he's fast, or he was fast, right? Mm -hmm. And he is what? What is that? D-main. Yeah, but thirty-first.
0: To to be fair, Carlos
3: Arredondo, also local racer. You know, you would think he's higher than thirty-second. Yes. And yeah, then we have hers and Camden Lime. Lime was forty-first, yeah, out of forty-five. So I mean, what's going on there? Not the kind of results that we would expect.
0: Where did Spencer Hackett finish?
3: He was in the B main, also eighteenth. So really? low down in the B.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I would say that he hasn't really. I mean, he just got the S works. He's only did S I C and this. I wasn't expecting him to, uh, you know, set it on fire. He still needs to get some time if under that car. So, yeah, it's interesting to see. He's like these these guys, like and Carlos or and and Kirkman. Even Kirkman, Kirkman didn't have a. Uh, you know, usually Kirkman is there, like you know what I'm saying, or like, close in the B and all that type of stuff. And he was he was just wasn't there. And um, yeah, Westergaard too. To come to think of it, so. Well, I think what it was, only 12 people too. You gotta remember that, only 12 people in the mains. So, you know, normally there's what, 15 or more?
3: Yeah, that's normal, now it was 12.
0: Yeah, So that was a big factor, but man, there would've been a lot of long lips if the Europeans had come, that's all I gotta say. Europe versus America, Europe versus America. Lucas Livingston, not sure if you saw the video of the guy getting hit in the crossover, jump at DNC what are your thoughts about the jump well 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 I actually uh, was in the in my in the Patreon Facebook group I posed this question uh, in the group and we had a lot of mixed different uh, responses I know the guy who got hit personally so I was messaging him after the incident and all that type of stuff like I saw like what happened his forehead swelled up and he's like got black eyes and all that stuff and then I talked to him um, Monday or Tuesday, yesterday I think, and I, just, I wanted to check on him. And he said, "You know, I'm I'm fine, Keenan. My hearing's a little messed." I think this guy has a con- had a concussion. To be honest, you know what I mean. And he's lucky. That's all he got. So to say this, um, look, man, that could have that incident. Like people, people. I know people say, "Well, he is an idiot." Even you, Joseph, well, he is an idiot to run out in front of the the the, the that and all that type of stuff. But I get it. Like, look, he just said, look, man, I try to marshal people like I, li- I like to be marsh." He feels like, you know what? He goes, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. I said, look, man, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, that stupid feature is that, yeah. Like, that, that was gonna happen. You know what I mean? I'm seeing this, um, I think I almost saw it happen at the 2018 DNC when he had the bridge. And when he, when he put that bridge there, that drop off, sorry. I'm just like, oh man, that's so dangerous. So dangerous. So I guess to say, it's like,
3: pretty much, hap- it pretty much happens every year. We have that. Right. There's a close call. There's a like a super close call, or someone gets hit in the head.
0: Right. Well, we shouldn't like every year. This dude got. We've seen the video, right? This guy. Yeah. Like, what if this would have been? What if this guy would have been? What if he'd have been turned to the side and that car hit him in his temple? What if it had been a little bit taller and that car smashed into his face? You know, look, just like this is. Look, let's run this scenario. That Let's say the ambulance had to come for that guy, right? The ambulance comes to DNC. 300 plus people walking around, no mask. I don't, like, I know, like, in that county or something, you ain't supposed to be able to wear a mask and all that stuff. And look, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to live their life. Like, I wear masks. I do what I have to do because we, ha- we, ha- like, we have to do it here. And I would do it anyway if I was in America. Because, like, that's what I'm going to do. But imagine if the ambulance would have showed up to this race, right? This dude's, like, heads wide open, bleeding all over the place. His children are there, his wife's there, they're crying. The ambulance come, next thing you know, the police are there checking on what's going on. Next thing you know, the media's there. Like people think this is crazy, but this this is a public park. Could you, um, this is not like, like honestly, imagine if all this happened and then they come and see 300, 400 people, I don't know how many people, the 350 people walking around, you know, just doing all this type of stuff. And then what happens there? Oh, what's I can see the headlines right now. Man injured at RC track when illegally or something like just something like I can see that man injured at illegal RC track or some RC race with having too many people and then next thing you know, look at this. They're like COVID and this. I could you you don't know how ugly that could have been. That race could have been shut down. Thunder Alley could have been like screwed like shut down completely. All that type of stuff. Like people think, oh, Kenny, you're being too extreme. I'm not being extreme. I've been to too many races with crossovers and features like this. I remember I almost got picked in the head with a with by a bike by a car at at um at Fulbright. Remember that you went and had to crossover.
3: Like yeah. these features, like I think I get it. They're cool. Crossovers are even worse and more dangerous than this drop off because yes. the bridge drop off. You can kind of still see that there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. But when you're marshalling and it's just a dirt jump sort of crossover, you don't really pay attention necessarily. You see like, oh, someone crashed there. Right. And it's, you know, hard to tell sometimes where the cars are coming from. Right. You know, because the jump also blocks your view. You can't see that there's a car coming, you know? Right. But the bridge is kind of the most obvious of all the crossover scenarios. So
0: my thing was like, we need to eliminate this stuff. So then I rephrased it. I said, how do we make these features, if you're gonna put these features in, how do you make it safer? So I think that one, my buddy, yeah, dude, he said, you know, you got to make it taller. And I agree with him. If that fe- that feature would have come out to like, or even longer, if that feature would have come out more. So like where you was dropping off. And so, so the drop off point was way above your head. I think it would have been safer. Somebody could have run out there and flipped the car over. And then the other cars would have been just jumping over their head. I mean, we should have cars jumping over heads anyway. But I mean, I mean, how many jury checks have we seen with some? Crazy six, like, you know, remember the six pack at, um, at DNC 18, how hard it was to marshal that and dangerous.
3: We- By the way, before I forget, you know, the best thing about this race being at rally. what's that? Joey couldn't make his stupid jumps on the front straight. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they actually had to have a straight there.
0: Right, right, right.
3: Cause he wasn't able to make those dumb doubles.
0: Right. But that's so dangerous. Like I, I get it. We want to have fun. We want to do big bigger, but here's the thing, people are we gonna kill somebody at a race? Like, because I'm telling you, we're lucky. We've been lucky so far. What happens when somebody gets killed at one of these races? What if that was a kid, man? We have to have, like, come on. Like, we have to, like, we have to think, man. We have to think. Yes, you have to think when you're marshaling too. Don't get, I get that. It's a dangerous job. We have to think, but I I know, I've I've been there where like guy was thinking, like, I'm hustling. I wanna marshal people, You you forget that that's common. So I guess I mean shit. We we can't even get high vis vests in America. So, and I think that's something that we need to have too. Everybody should have high vis vests. So that's something I talk about. Look, man, we need to think of safety. We want to do cool things, but man, we have to understand like that shit could have been really bad, like really, really, really bad. We don't want anybody to get killed at one of these races. You know, we came we come here to race and have fun and socialize and 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 have a good time we don't want any like imagine if somebody gets killed off the man what? okay what if that would have been a pro and i'm saying that at higher levels what if that would have been a pro got a concussion lost his eyesight or lost part of his eye his career over everybody be like oh no we can't have that think of it like that what if that was your kid who got hit like that or your best friend
3: Huh? These things won't change until something like that happens. Well, I don't, want so. things,
0: I don't want that to happen. Because if that happens, then that... Not only is it sad for the family and everybody involved, but it hurts RC. We don't need that happening in RC. We need good publicity. I, I want to get RC in front of people to show how, like, this can be a great family hobby and all that type of stuff, and you can have fun. Not people getting hit in the head and dying. No. It's dangerous, man. Too dangerous. If it's too dangerous, we shouldn't be there. The worst one was AMS. Oh, man. And they had that jump. I mean, it, it was fun to drive. Don't get me wrong. But it was super dangerous. And I saw, I didn't even know Cody then. He was a little shorter than he is now, but he had high hair. I swear one of those cars skipped his head and, and gave him a haircut. That's how close it was. And we just can't. This is, I'm sorry, people. I know a lot of people were like, oh, don't be a pussy uh, lefty. I'm not being like that. I'm, be, I'm just, I'm hit people. I have hit people and it is the ugliest feeling in the world. I left the imprint of a Komodo Dragon 2 tire in, a forehead, in the forehead of a girl one time at a race. And I, as soon as it was, she didn't get hit hard, but you know, the tire smacked to her. I lost control of my car in here and it went over the fence and she was taking pictures and it smacked the right her right here and left a perfect imprint. I laugh now, but I left a perfect imprint of the tire that I was running in her head. And all weekend, my first big race ever, all weekend see. Did you see that girl with the Komodo Dragon tire print in her head? Wow. And I'll be like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> and I felt bad. I felt bad. And I think I broke a lady's ankle once too, to be honest. um, One of our big races in Bermuda, she was, she's the hobby shop's wife, a hobby shop guy's wife. And she was like filming on the side of the, you know, side of the track. And I kind of went off the side of the track during one of my qualifiers and I just pinned it. Like, you know how you pin it along the straightaway, like if you're on the other side of the pipe? and so I'm pinning it down there and she's right next to the pipe right and I just took her right out man this is with a 10 pound hyper uh, often a 9.5 back in the day or whatever they were called too this is one of these 8 pound little things and I was tuning and dude I instantly came off the track and went check on her she had to go hospital and all that stuff dude that is the ugliest feeling in the world I think I broke that lady's ankle man so I've hit people so yeah Um, on me for me this is a big thing like honestly safety I'm all about having fun, but we gotta be safe. All right, enough about that. I got a couple of questions about that. All right, my question is for JQ. This is from David Bowman. I think that's how he says his name. First, Mayako question of the, of the of the of the of the new era, I guess that's what we call it. He goes, My question for JQ, what what will the Mayako Service Center do? Or what is exp- okay, let me, he kinda of worded this wrong. What Will, what the Mayako Center? Okay, what the Mayako Center will do or, or what is expected, and how is their revenue, how is their revenue model, model defined? So basically, he wants to know about these Mayako service centers and what to be expected and how is this revenue model defined?
3: The idea is that because there are not enough hobby shops for the brands out there, I mean, with JQ Racing, we learned that. We don't really have good representation with hobby shops. Chances are you go to your local track, your local hobby shop, and there are no JQ parts there. That's just how it is. There are too many brands right now. They already carry the most popular and common brands. So to be able to have good support in as many regions as possible, Um, with Mayako, the goal is to have service centers and they can be hobby shops or dealers or they can be just individuals who are active in racing. So it can be someone who wants to run it as a side business for example that they buy parts, they carry the parts at the races and sell them or it can be so that they get a stock of parts from that country's distributor so they get them on consignment well kind of they aren't really selling them for themselves they are holding the parts keeping them at the uh, track at the races and selling them for that distributor so they don't handle the money they don't buy the parts for themselves they don't sell them and receive money they are selling them on behalf of the distributor that's the idea okay so it's a way to enable or it's a way to make it possible to have better part support in more areas where there's no hobby shop that carries mayako and also it it's so that it's made possible it makes it possible so that the person who does it doesn't need to financially invest in in it or they don't want to need to run a business to do it they can just be an active racer that wants to be a part of it and they can have the parts and they can and they can sell the parts on behalf of the distributor what
0: benefit will that person get from doing that
3: well it depends on each uh, service center will be it, its own case so there's not one universal uh, benefits mm-hmm. package for those people. It depends on how involved they want to be and where they are and what they what exactly they are doing.
0: Understandable. Yeah. Uh, I guess the last point of that was, did we answer that, uh, about the revenue model defined? I guess he's talking about the membership part as well, I guess
3: well i don't know what he means by that why but, but the d- difference between Mayako and the other brands right now is that the car itself is only sold direct so that means that people have to buy the car on Mayako.com, but then spare parts are sold like every other brand from anywhere from the service centers from a hobby shop that wants to carry the parts from the distributors so That's the main difference, that the cars can only be bought direct. And then the second difference is that instead of offering basically everyone a team drive, so oh you want a discount, here you go, now you're on the team. That's basically what all the brands currently are doing. Instead of doing that, Mayako uses a membership model where you can't apply for a team drive but you can become a member. So if you know that you'll be buying a couple of cars a year and you're actively racing, so you buy a bunch of spare parts, then it benefits you to pay for a membership, a one-time payment. And then with that membership, you get additional benefits, which include a discount. So a discount on kits and discount on parts. So all of these things will be um, explained in more detail by Mayako in the coming weeks but the idea really is to make sure that the sort of the biggest benefit goes to those people who really are active and spend time and money and effort in the hobby so they get the biggest reward also instead of the person who just you know Contacts the most companies and tells the biggest lies in their resume. <laughs> you see what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a different approach. You have to invest a bit to get the biggest uh, reward, the benefit.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a different business model. But you know what? I think uh, we're seeing the current business model in RC starting to collapse. COVID is improving on that, and I mean. Like it's pretty simple. Uh, is it going to get to a point where, as companies, we outprice ourselves? Are we going to start? I mean, like people get, oh, I, need, I get it. You people need racing may expensive. People want to save money. I get that. But I mean, well, our pools getting smaller, and we're not focusing on growing the industry and getting more people in. And what are we going to start doing? Like our companies just going to outprice themselves to where we just say, "Hey, here's a kit in fifty bucks. You're on the team." You know what I mean? Wow
3: yeah the problem is that right now there's a race to the bottom so basically you can win the race by (laughs) losing at the same time yeah you win the race because you're giving stuff for free or like you said paying someone to run your stuff right you know yeah okay you have a lot of cars out there but you you lost at the same time because your business doesn't function
0: right and i think we have to understand that in rc like as RC drivers, I get it. We need this, and we want this, and I get it. You want to run all these classes and all this stuff, but man, like at the end of the day, people like if people, I think people are on the illusion like these companies are making millions and millions of dollars. I mean, yes, obviously there's some comp- like Horizon. Like I would say, AE is in a good place. I would say Mugen is one in one of the best places for for just an, a, a racing company. But man, I don't think people understand that these companies, these chassis companies are out here, that we're not what like. People aren't selling hundreds of thousands of of kits. You know what I mean? This is so small. Like, it's funny. Uh, a guy says, "Oh, I heard that JQ's broke and COVID broke him and all this type of stuff." And I say, "Look, man, when you're already broke, when you're always broke, you can't go broke." So, you know. Um, People just don't understand, like don't fathom. Like people be like, oh, you know. I said, like, like, dude, how much money do you think I make doing this a month? Like, I make six hundred and fifty dollars a month. Like, come on. Who in the right mind can live off six hundred and fifty dollars? Like, you know, this isn't like we're not making money here. Like, we're not making like a lot of money. But what with my ACO, you know, it influx of money, we got a better car, you got a better car, and hey, I think you're gonna see companies make Starting to switch up things here a lot late in in the future because they just it's just not sustainable, man. And it's gonna piss people off, but what do we do? Do we just run RC to where we don't have any racers or do we try and change things now? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, well, this Mayako deal actually came about before COVID, so it really had nothing to do with COVID, but I guess. May, well, COVID is also a bit weird because non-racing stuff is selling really well. Just racing stuff kind of suffered. So it's a whole different s- scenario. Yeah. But about Mayako still, the the ben- other benefit of it, why that sort of business model can work in this is that it, it doesn't require as many car sales to still be profitable and for Myako to be in a situation to be able to offer a great product and also service for all the customers so it's a way to organize the business run the business where you don't need as many sales to be able to do a great job so put up a, put out a great product and have great service for the community of drivers that use that product. Yeah. So that's uh, something that with the the that uh, the amount of sales that J.K. Racing has, for example, it's not possible to do that. Mm-hmm. If Mayako had the exact same amount of sales with the way the business is uh, built up, it is possible to do that, and it would be possible to have a top pro driver 2022. Yeah. So. I'm I'm excited to see how it all works out. Yeah,
0: I'm just excited to see this car. I haven't seen it yet, so oh.
3: you can see a bit of the wing here. Sort of, you see a bit of orange there. That's the wing.
0: I'm so excited about wings. <laughs>
3: yeah, but it's attached to the car. The car is also here. I can't, can't see, see the it. car,
0: you idiot. So it doesn't make. It, I see the tip of a wing.
3: Yeah, it's here. That Trust helps
0: me. me do nothing. That helps me see nothing. He, people, honestly, he has not shown me this car. Like, I, you <laughs> nah, guys think I I'm joking? Anyone. <laughs> he has not shown me this car yet. I've seen snippets, but he has not shown me this car yet. He won't even tell me what's innovative on I, it.
3: You know what? I am being completely honest here. I haven't sent anyone a picture of it.
0: I've seen pictures of it. I have my spies.
3: No, there, uh, there are no, there are no pictures. Of no, this. no, no pictures. I have like, never no, sent...
0: no off the like, with no body on. it. I haven't, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen anything. I'm just seeing like little snippets, you know, this is that, this is that like parts and stuff like that. Don't worry. Yeah, I, have, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have, I have my spies on you.
4: Right?
0: I'm always watching Joseph. Always watching. Remember that. All right. <laughs> um, I we're gonna I you know like uh yeah I know we're gonna have a lot more questions about Mayako over the time, and um, I think the biggest question I get is, well JQ Racing like like it, when you're live I love it people run with things so basically in your live you said JQ Racing will be done as a car brand everybody just run with that see he said JQ Racing will be done see he said it from the horse's mouth I even had to explain to it it's like people well how will you be a race team without a car I said we have a car it be the Mayako. But it's not a JQ car. I'm like, no, it's not. It, it is a JQ car. It's designed by you because you are the designer. And in, in it's what you would have had. If this would have been like, if this would have been JQ race and this is what you would have designed, you know what I mean? So that's what I try to explain to people. And they kind of get it. Like when I say, hey, like, you know, just like Wally builds was Wally is Wally builds Mayako. Well, we become JQ race and Mayako eventually, you know, when, when we get cars and all that type of stuff. I'm excited. I'm super excited. At first, I was little, eh, but I'm excited. I'm excited for this. And um, for, hey man, we gotta hey for change to happen, change actually has to happen. I say this over and over again. So I have to, I have to eat my own words and believe that too. Um, all right, uh, okay, let's get on to some questions. We we kind of beat the, the horse with that one. I want your from Connie Swenson, House of RC people. Do not forget to go to House of RC and sign up your your. and get your um, profile going because it's some good stuff. I want your view on the different brands and how they were represented both on the track and in the pits. Techno was the best represented brand in the A mains but didn't have any podiums except Bornhorse. S-Rex and Agama didn't have any drivers in the pro A A mains at all. Comments. Well, I think there was only one Agama driver there and that was Steve Harris. So he was kind of there on his own. Uh, That's it. Like if you only have one driver... I don't know who was in the open classes and stuff like that. One driver there on his end. Uh, it's going to be hard. S-Works uh, had Tim and they had Camden and they had Spencer. Uh, you know, I can't say nothing about Spencer. He He's just gotten the car. He's been driving a C-Hub car all this time, HB, switching over to Balls. I'm sure there's an adjustment that he has to go through there. You know what I mean? So give it some time. I wasn't expecting fire out of S Works anyway at uh DNC. Just no bit no boot. Like had not had boots and all that stuff came over her. Yes, different. But you know, they'll get it. S Works will get that stuff. S Works getting is getting is coming together. Tim Lime's starting to do things and that's good to see. Um he did give me a little, a lot of shit over my video about Cavallari, and he gives it he still gives it to me. even you know all the time. So they will get that stuff together.
3: what did you say there?
0: I said um that Cavallari will now win a worlds Right. And I didn't mean it as a diss to S-Works or anything. I was just talking about the support that Cavallari will have. But uh, you know,
3: but he's not off to the greatest star. He is not, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> so it looks like my but you know what? I have faith. But my faith is kind of dwindling in one driver at this moment. But we'll talk about that a little later. Um oh my God. <laughs> uh all right, next question. Oh, well, he also asks. All right, so I would say, like, te- if you, I think, if you went to, the, well, we weren't at this race, so I didn't see the pits and all that stuff. But I can imagine what happened. Techno had their big pits. TLR had their big pits. Definitely Techno. I would say te- Techno, TLR, HB.
3: Uh, so associated. Excuse me. Team sitting.
0: Yeah, team. They probably had team associated had a giant pits there as well. Um, they were the big guys there this year. You know, always the big guys. So. Um, How many JQ drivers there, do you know? Uh, it was, let's see, it was Greg, Greg, Axel, Dylan was there. Well, people driving JQ cars, Dylan, Chris, Shelby, Jay, Wally was driving a JQ car. i say it was about seven JQ guys there. It wasn't many. Our, the least amount of JQ guys in the last three years. That's Let's just say that. We weren't there. There was no tents. We couldn't go there. We tried to get Greg to go down and get a tent. He wouldn't do it. So that's, this is working with the Ghani. So I'm not driving four hours to get a tent. Then the thing about it, he complained about, man, it was, the sun was out on, on Saturday. I didn't even have a tent. I said, that's your fault. You could have went and got the JQ tent and set it up. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. On to the next question. Actually, this one is about the Ghani. It's from Curtis Wong. What's up? Curtis is a badass uh car mechanic, dude drifting, all this type of stuff is up in BC. He's one of the best up there in BC, if like in the uh model tune, I guess it's uh, you know, tune world and all that stuff. And he drives a JQ car. He goes, after getting screwed at DNC, is the Gandhi coming back on all cylinders firing? Well I'll tell you what, man, the Gandhi was at Tuesday night nationals this week, practice like going to race. And I ain't never seen that out of Greg. So I'm hoping that him losing to Paul Sicarello has fired him up. And I think don't call it a comeback, say I never left. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it.
3: Yeah, he drove like an idiot, Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh, we got a Like the one race where he kept crashing in the same place and then after the race, oh yeah, I guess you can't do that section like that. I'm like, that.
0: how did he not see those guys not doing it? He's pitted right there. He was serious though, he did not see that. He, I said, Greg,
3: I thought well, you. Yeah, did... you, but you don't have to see anyone else. You can just determine based on your own driving that listen. I can't do this section, so I'm gonna change how I approach this. But no, it was too dumb to figure that out.
0: Oh my god. I didn't. No one get sent me the memo not to jump the step up. <laughs> when I talked to the next nah. thing, because I was dead serious though, Keenan. I was like, man, all right. Joey Montiel, I think that's how you say. I met him at uh, RCGP. Him and his son, awesome, awesome, awesome father-son team. Kudos. You know what? Yeah, kudos to uh, little Frankie Contreras. <laughs> that kid killed it at DNC and Intermediate. By the way, Joseph, I was told that Intermediate the whole podium was under sixteen. That's good. Intermediate Nitro buggy, the whole podium was under sixteen. That's good to see.
3: Yeah, that's good.
0: Um so anyway, John Joey asked ProLine put out a post about Frankie winning intermediate. Some guys are on there crying. You know, I have a 12 year old as well and and us parents deal with crap. It's sad that people are trying to take away from this kid's success. I just want to know your thoughts, but I'm sure I know how you feel you know what I say?
3: Take what away?
0: Where well, the people Perline posted about him, you know, winning. And I guess people are like, oh, see, he gets free tires or he gets extra help and all. I didn't see the comments, right? But I could imagine what people say. Because w- remember what they said about Max when he won? Oh my God, they wanted to kill us. Um, look, people, this kid, if he gets a deal on tires and stuff like that, it's getting free tires didn't let this kid win DNC this kid won DNC his skills his his smartness his race craft he won DNC he won all three he swept DNC why are you hating on a, a 14 year old kid we should be encouraging this young man to race why are we hating on this it, it happens every time after one of these races man so what if that kid gets he should get free tires he just swept DNC I mean, okay, oh, yeah. he probably he probably shouldn't get free tires, but you know what I mean. This kid went out there and killed it. We should be happy about this. this is This is a wonderful thing for our for our hobby for our sport. A fourteen year old going out there and and just demolishing everybody and truggy, e buggy, and, and nitro buggy, and these couch quarterbacks on. And I'm a couch quarterback too. Don't get it wrong. These guys on on Facebook want to take that away from me because he maybe gets some a good deal on tires. You know what? Fuck that shit. Like, come on, fuck off. Like, I'm I'm just. It's so stupid, man. It happens every time after one of these races. Look, man, because you get something for free, okay, you might say, well, he has more tires and he could do this. Man, if you're at DNC and you ain't got new tires on your car and they mean, that's your fault because or whatever, you know what I mean? That's not because you had, if you're going to DNC, you're spending money anyway, because it's a long race. Come on, people. This is a young 14-year-old kid who just won, swept DNC. We just had a DNC. Nitro Buggy Podium of all under 16 Drivers That is a damn good thing And it gives me hope That maybe RC ain't gonna die sometime And you know what Shout out to Buddy Christensen Because that kid's going through hell right now And he finished third I think third or second Shout out to that kid It's a You know In fact Go make some donations to change.org. You wanna know about bone marrow transplants Go listen to what Steven Best meant through and what he has to go through. And that kid's going through all that stuff. And if that kid for 30 minutes, he can go, I'm, I know I'm going on a rant right now, but if that kid buddy can go out there for 30 minutes, for that 30 minutes of time, his sickness, his illness, all the pain and all that shit that he's been going through all these years, that's all gone. And that 30 minutes of time, that kid's out there, he's a Superman, he's a superstar in his, in his, in his mind. And that, that 30 minutes, that kid is a is Superman. And that's what RC can do for people. And that's why I'm passionate about RC. RC is for everybody. You see you see, like the Parrish brothers, they were in wheelchairs and stuff like that. And RC was something that they could do with their parents. RC can make anybody, RC, you know what I mean? Just like, come on, like stop, stop taking away from these. I'm not saying, nobody said nothing about Buddy, but these are the, these are the, this is the future of our industry, man. Stop it, like these, like stop. We shouldn't be encouraging these youth, not taking away from them, man. It just reminds me of when 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 Max won and everyone's like, he's 100%. He's this kid just, this Max been to America once, comes over to America, never raced on anything like DNC in his life, kills it in DNC and everybody wants to take it away from him because fuck all that shit, man. This, all that sponsorship bullshit and this chest, that doesn't, sponsorship does not equate to talent level. Oh my, this turned into a rant session, didn't it? <laughs>
3: I just yeah, hit Buddy that st- got third in nitro, fourth in electric.
0: Yeah, and he did. He did Truggy. Who was that, Buddy?
3: Buddy Christian.
0: Yeah, but they're not talking about Buddy. They're talking about Frankie. And yeah, yeah, but
3: you you were talking about yeah because buddy.
0: like, um, I'm happy to see things like that. Like, you know what I mean? This kid's going through hell, man. I didn't even recognize him at first when I saw him interview. I was like, whoa, this is, he's usually he's always skinny, and you know, like, like come on, people, like uh, leave Frankie alone. That kid done a Hey. That kid was so cute. He did great interviews afterwards. He was wearing his mask too. <laughs> he, You know, everything. like. So, like, come on. Leave that kid alone and let him enjoy his TLR sweep. I mean, TLR sweep. DNC sweep. It doesn't matter if that kid gets a better deal on tires than somebody or gets free tires. Free tires didn't allow that kid to win, to sweep DNC. That kid's hard work, talent, and, and work and race craft won him DNC. Simple as that fact man it always happens man i get tired of that shit man seriously tired
3: tired of that that. shit
0: yeah man like we should be like we need to encourage the youth not not beat them down man it's 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 just it's right because if that was my son i would be pissed off like you know what i mean and i i always talk to a lot of fathers and they they tell me the same thing about the attitude to the children at these races they don't like it so come on we we gotta make it rc for for the youth if because they're gonna take it to the next level because all, all us old farts are gonna be out of her soon. Ain't got much time. Once it's, once you hit 40, it's all downhill after that. Um, Dan Thomas, trick question. Why is JQ such an asshat? I said, I think you was dropped when you was a baby. Maybe. Maybe a little bit of umbilical cord strangulation too.
3: I think I just have a big chip on my shoulder. I have a big chip on my shoulder, and I really hate any kind of injustice, big or small. I really, it really pisses me off.
4: Yeah,
0: that's cool. You're entitled to your opinion. Um, okay. All right, Kyle, we talked about the drop off first. Okay, Kyle Prattamore, AE fanboy. First, I do understand how being a sponsored driver has changed, and the perception is everyone is sponsored, and it has the potential of killing hobby shops. I feel it is an evolution to what it once what what it once was, just like swinging from just like swinging from brick and mortar to online purchases. That's true because online purchases are hurting hobby shops more than anything. I know people don't understand why I get the support I do when I don't have the results on the track that I should. But there are other aspects to getting support in this day and age. I can talk about every single one of my sponsors and why I get the help I get. So if I had a question about it, is do you feel that this negativity of everyone being sponsored will dissolve? Much love. You know what, AE fanboy? Uh Kyle Pradmore, I would love to have guys like you on my team. I don't care if you come last. You represent your sponsors well, and I know because I watch this guy. This guy's awesome, he loves RC, he does a good job of doing that. I take guys over him than some guy who thinks he's special and better than everybody on the team and thinks he deserves better treatment than everybody else and doesn't want to be, you know, there's no I in team. So as for the sponsorship thing, yes, it's definitely getting out of hand, been out of hand. It's not getting out of hand, it's been out of hand. I definitely want to see sponsorship be- become prestigious again. But we just it's it's just gonna be a difficult journey. That's all it comes down to. But I think if you work hard it doesn't you being you have to be a brand ambassador. Let's put it that way. you are a brand ambassador. There's people that get sponsored just for being fast and then you have brand ambassadors that get sponsored for that. I like that term better. let's you start using that. All right, Joseph uh Colin Branch Colin Branch has a big week this week. We have the. The king of the streets race coming up $23,000 on the line. Colin has Tim Smith on his team. The McLean, the McLan ESC has been killing it. Out there selling a lot of, a um, lot of units. They've, they've learned up the no prep drag world. So congratulations to you, Colin. He asked best and worst moment of DNC 2021, Joseph.
3: Best and worst moment. Yeah. Uh Well I don't know I, think, I would need to be there for the like, moment You know what I, I say the
0: worst moment is that We wasn't there unfortunately
3: Yeah worst moment was not being There or that guy Getting hit in the head
0: yeah I, that for me Was the worst moment
3: honestly Best moment was Um
0: Oh, honestly, I don't, I don't know. The other worst moment for me was watching Fen being so fast and the pro aiming and just fending himself over and over and over again. I just sat there like, I called that. He 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 came back so many times and then I knew when he flipped under the bridge the last time that was it. He wasn't gonna come back after that. Um, yeah, I would say, look, man, worst moment for me was that guy getting hitting his head. I really didn't like that. Also, I would say the unfair and by unbi- and and biased. BS that Van one with, like, cutting tracks and people hitting each other and no stop-and-go penalties called. But we're going to talk about that later. Um, best moment for me, man. You know what, man? I'll tell you what the best moment for me is. And you guys going to get, oh, think I'm, a, I'm an idiot and all that type of stuff. The best moment for me was to see that... Uh, RC. The best moment for me is just that to see, like, this... This DNC kind of looked like what it, what it would be at Arizona. You know the last two years of dnc they kind of been meh you know what i mean I, like paris is obviously a better location but it's meh you know what i mean it just you you can even say joseph for the last two years it just hasn't felt like a dnc you know where we went
3: yeah i agree
0: i think the best moment like and and you know it's a it's a social thing because like you said joseph if you're, if you're into socializing and racing rc cars dnc is the race for you if you're into just racing rc cars it's not um I think it's good to see the social aspect of that. I mean, that's a big thing that I enjoy uh, about RC is going and see people. And I just think the vibe, the the vibe of DNC looked like it was a lot better than it has been. Yeah. I think
3: one thing that needs to happen at these Joey races, the big ones, is you need that stadium atmosphere. So you need the hay bales around the track and you need people around the track. And that wasn't really. Well, it could have been possible that they didn't do it that way at Paris. Yeah. So even for Paris, it was actually even hard to find a good spot to watch, you know, Mm -hmm. but at Thunder Alley, you, you get that sort of stadium atmosphere and at the Arizona ones, it was the same way. So when the mains roll around, the track is lined with people and it's just a good atmosphere, you know, for the mains.
0: Yes, another positive I would like to say is, it being at Thunder Alley. Sorry, I got a cramp in my leg. (laughs) Uh, It being at Thunder Alley benefits Thunder Alley. You know what I mean? Andrew made good money. People were practicing. It keeps his track alive. You know what I mean? That's the good thing about it, too. Yeah. So, I would take those positives. Um, it's good. And you know what, man? Here's the. uh, It's a lot of positives. I'm stoked to see an all under 16 nitro buck. nitro buggy podium and the biggest positive for me and people's gonna like you hate e-buggy I don't hate e-buggy nitro is the glory on the west coast because whoa the number of entries in each nitro buggy class and truggy class overshadowed the e-buggy classes and that has been it's been a while since I've seen that so that's good to see that is absolutely good to see because I think nitro is kind of under attack man I think it is I think it is slowly but surely all right let's see um Alright, so Robert Sarhan, who is another Finnish guy, but lives in Canada. He says, please go over the sneak peeks of the new chassis. And he goes, let's get to the real reasons for JQ no longer making a car and turning to being an, an employee as a designer. I think a lot of people can't, can't understand that, like why you did that. I think you explained it quite well in your live, to be honest
3: yeah i would have never started my own company if i could have done this from the start yeah so
0: i i think like i think just like yeah like if you would have what if you would have like what if this would have happened 10 years ago it would have been Mayaku. you know what i mean we wouldn't be talking about jq racing you know what i mean exactly so yeah excuse me um an employee, yes, you will be, but you are the designer, so, like, you are the main employee, like, you
3: know? So. I'm an employee, like, Kanai is an employee exactly. for Kyosho.
0: Exactly. Trust me.
3: He isn't really an employee of Kyosho, you know, because they ha- there's a design company that Kanai owns or works for, I don't know how that works, mm. and they are contracted by Kyosho to provide the design for the Kyosho buggies. And this is the same situation. I I have my own company that Mm -hmm. I am the owner of, and Mayako has contracted my company to be the design company for their buggy. So it's not like I have a boss now that tells me, hey, design this part, or do this or do that. No, we have a deal. We have a project. This is the project, 8-scale Nitro buggy get it done this is what we need and i do that you know and if they want to make another car if they want to make a truggy okay i'll do that you know druggy i want so, to be druggy yeah so that's the idea so my life doesn't really change change other than i have less responsibility less things that i need to worry about and do and think about. And I can focus more on the things that I actually enjoy, which is design, development, testing, racing. So.
0: boom, Simple answer. And he was asking about the sneak peeks of the new chassis. Go over them.
3: I guess he's seen- Well, for now it's basically members only for a while. Mm -hmm. And more will be revealed, you know, in the coming weeks and months. To the public.
0: Sweet. 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 Thank you, Robert, for the question. All right. We'll answer some Instagram questions, and that's that's it. Mick Wienberg. Wenberg. Where where's the promised RCGP video? Next month, I believe, right? I was told
4: Yeah,
3: March okay. is what I've been told.
0: Sweet, man. I'm hoping and praying that RCGP round two hope happens in Portugal, but I'm hoping and praying. It doesn't look good. I'm hoping and praying.
3: Well, it's in June, so now it's February. There's still plenty of time. Okay, all the restrictions and stuff could easily be lifted. You know, in April, two months from now, mm-hmm. and then we'll be fine.
0: You mean never know? It's
3: still possible. It is still
0: possible because I know I want to go to Portugal, and I will be going to Portugal. Trust me, even if I have to mail myself to Portugal alrighty uh gspec rc tuning what's up Geoff? how you doing man check my boy out he's got some cool uh charge cables hit him up on instagram gspec racing or on facebook cool dude uh just does adjusting rear anti-squat affect the rear roll center specifically adding more rate okay adding more raises and taking some out lowers rc oh okay okay sorry Specifically, adding more raises roll center and taking some out lowers roll center. Thanks.
3: I think this person already asked me elsewhere. but Yes, it does slightly, so it's ch- it changes the height of the arm because you can imagine you you sort of simplify the roll center to the middle midpoint of the hinge pin, looking from above, for example. Mm-hmm. C plate in the front, D plate in the rear. You take the midpoint of that. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, you draw a 2D drawing, looking from the rear of the car, but using the midpoint of the hinge pins. And if you add anti-squat, if you raise the C-plate up, so if you have zero Mm -hmm. anti-squat, and you imagine the knuckle is the midpoint of the hinge pin, and the hand is my hinge pin, if you raise the C plate you are raising that midpoint mm-hmm. half of what you raise the C plate so you are raising the rear arm so you raise the roll center also slightly so you can you can uh, eliminate that by raising the C plate and lowering the D plate so pivoting around the middle of the hinge pin if you don't want to affect the roll center at all and only adjust the Anti squat, so it's something to consider when you change anti squat. To either keep the arm height the same, or to raise it, or to lower it. Raising and lowering the arm typically isn't done for the roll center; it's done for the the way that forces affect the forces that travel through the arm affect the, the way the car drives. Mm-hmm. So you 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 don't raise or lower the arm for the roll center change. You raise or lower the arm for how much the forces affect roll. So a higher arm will make the car drive stiffer. So it doesn't roll that much. A lower arm will allow the car to roll more and the suspension to feel softer. So you you do it because of that, really.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Thank you, Geo, for this. I'm sure he messaged you and, and asked you this because he's running the JQ car cool dude likes to go to revelation and um yeah thank you for the question g check him out g spec rc2 in on instagram get yourself some uh some awesome customized cables rc kevin what's up rc kevin i knew i know what this is all about why do you think the big names had so many issues crack and program rusty he's talking about Thai. because rc kevin from canada so he wants to talk about Thai. um Man. I was
3: honestly quite surprised.
0: I didn't think he was going to be that bad.
3: I thought no, not that bad. I mean, even if he hasn't been running nitro now, if he hasn't been able to, I don't, I don't know if he has or really? hasn't. Still, that's like that is way off. What I thought, I would expect. I
0: thought lower A main possibly, but not making the A, not even qual- not qualifying even directly into the A. When has the last time that happened? Oh, the the excuses were flying. New car, new engine, new tires. What's new
3: on the car, seriously? Apparently
0: it's supposed to be a new car or something.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I checked. You know what, actually that reminds me of something funny. I saw that new X-Ray 2021 release information, which I have to say, X-Ray has the best sort of release material. It just looks the best. That truly is luxury about (laughs) X-Ray. So all that, presenting the new product, release material it's great content maybe not always but how it looks right but two things i saw there so so one was they use these button head screws Mm -hmm. and i remember i i used to run x-ray 2008 before i had my own car Really? so yeah 2008 i would strip the button head screws so i would replace them with the socket head 2.5s so that's one thing they changed now so (laughs) 2008 to 2021 what is that 13 years yeah 13 years it took (laughs) and then another thing was the steering posts weren't keyed into the chassis Mm. so if you loctited them what would happen was you open the, the post screw and it would snap open, but it would snap so that it starts spinning. So you're right. turning the screw and the post is turning, but it's still tightened to the post. Yeah, so, you can't so then you up. have to hold the post yeah, with yeah. pliers to try and pry, oh, it was hell. What a pain in the ass. So, now, it's so long ago, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure I did say these things or mention these things at the time. <laughs> but it's, I just thought it was so funny that these two things, which I'm sure other people have had the same issue as me. I raced it for what, one year or mm-hmm. two years, the car. So these two things, which are like so basic, 13 years later, they fixed them. That was funny to me. Yeah.
0: I You know, everybody's coming up with these, like every excuse, like I'm hurt. He didn't have any other team, any top teammates there. No Mark Souza, no this, no that, no that. I'm right, like, man, you know what? I think, uh um I know Ty's been in California for about a month and a bit now, over just over a month. He has. Yeah, he's been. Well, then there's
3: really no excuse. But here's
0: the thing, Joseph. They they should have been. They didn't do JBRL the week before before DNC. They didn't do that. You know where they were? They're at Shaitan doing ten scale races. Why are you going? Like you got the biggest race of the year coming up. You should be at. You should be at um, Thunder Alley at the JBRL, don't you think? Yeah. Why are you going driving? 1500 miles to shy to chicago to do some 10 scale race that you know you're gonna win what's the sense of doing that you need to be out there practicing nitro what who made that decision what like what was that all about like i don't know, I don't know. this is this is that the true, this is the true test to tie tasman and gourd this is their test everybody especially
3: since they also switched engines right so
0: you know, Gord is the master and Gord gets, and Testman's get flown over to help Barufalo win. I'm not Barufalo. I'll uh, help um, Coelho win. And you know, all this, they've, the, they, they've, we had, the, oh, their engine program, going 10 minutes, OS and having the best, best tire. Well, it can't be tires because Coelho was fast. Coelho was fast, yeah. not race tires. So here's your test, Tessmans. Can you do it without the quote unquote best in the world? Oh, come on, like, let's just say, everybody says the OS is the best engine we can't argue with that. Uh, you have the, and you was on pro line for all these years, multiple compounds, all this type of stuff. You did well in Tragi. Your engine didn't act up in (laughs) Tragi. You know, I don't get it, man. Something's off, man. Something's off. And I think there's more to it. I think here's what I think. There is going to come a point sooner than later where Ty's going to have to make a decision. Do I go on my own? or do I quit RC. And people might be like, "What? Are you crazy?" At, po- at some point, a company's going to say, "We don't want Gord. We want you." What's going to happen then?
3: Yeah, exactly. Because right now they have to pay both of them, right? right? The deal is that you have to pay Gord to be a team manager and then you have to pay Ty to be a driver.
0: Right? And and I think that let's be <clears throat> let's be honest like x-ray hasn't boomed like no offense to Gord, no offense, to, but you know it's Gord's way or it's the highway you know what i mean everybody knows that it's Gord's way or the highway x-ray hasn't boomed on the gourd it never has really boomed but it hasn't boomed it's doing okay uh not not up to hb levels when they were on there but we're talking about two different things there's gonna come a point where having gourd and tie is just not gonna be cost effective for a company and then what's gonna happen there I would, part, like, no offense to Gord and all this, because I want to see what Ty can do without Gord. Like, you know what I mean? I want to see what he can do. Like, yeah. That's what I want to see. And maybe he'll enjoy, I don't know, man. I Always, like, and when you see him, he looks like he's, like, so, like, tense. Like, he looks old. I looked at Ty, he looks old. I mean, maybe he's not been in Islam. He looks old. He doesn't look 27, man. R.C. has not been good, like, you know? It's a hard life.
3: I don't know. I, I've actually... I couldn't imagine living my life with my parents at the RC track. <laughs> <I> Maybe <mean, laughs> that's just me, but... I, but I get it. Like, you geez. know, his
0: his father's a part of his his program. You know what I mean? That's understandable, and that's great. But, I mean, Ty's not 16 anymore. He's 27 years old, you know? He's so a man. He's a grand man. He's uh At some point, he's going to have to do this on his own, don't you think? I think so. So... It's going to be interesting. Maybe it was just because his mom wasn't there. No, it's, man, he was, come on, stop being stupid. It was, he was just off in qualifying. He didn't break anything. They said the clunk got stuck in the flame out. That's what what happened. But it's not, I have nothing against Ty. I want to see him do better. But it's just, I think it's just struggled ever since, ever since he switched chassis. I think it's just been a struggle. Yes, he's done well. He's done well. But it just isn't the Ty Tasman dominating HB form that he had, you know? We can both admit that. All right, Josie, that is the end of our questions. We have to go on to your favorite part of the podcast, the Sun City RC Thought of the Week.
4: Sun City RC Raceway, the home of El Paso's world famous
2: motocross-inspired eight-scale off-road track. The Showers family has over 20 years' experience creating one of the premier tracks in the USA. Their world class facility has everything handicap accessibility, covered beds, gate starts, space for parking RVs, trailers, and lights for night racing. Follow SDRC on Facebook under Sun City RC Raceway for updates, upcoming
4: races, or host your own race.
0: Woo! thank you sun city rc raceway for the support of the sun city scrc thought of the day go check out joey showers tell him jq sent you and he'll get you a discount on a on an entry or maybe he'll kick you out who knows but uh thank you to shower joey christian corbin everybody christian went to dnc they got a big race coming up here in march tnr fuel races go in there so kudos to those guys really great family really great facility and you know what joey Joey, joey jq really does like you that's i think you and joey really are good friends joseph
3: i don't think you should lie to people
0: <laughs> hey you and joey you and joey showers are the best of friends that's be let's be honest you guys like to drink Michelob ultra together and you'd both like to use your middle fingers you know what i mean but awesome family thank you for the support scrc if you guys are in the El paso area go check them out awesome facility great track and see if you can beat Corbin with his control. I bet you can't. I bet you can't even do a lap with his control. Uh, So, this was a question that has been asked and asked and asked since last year. And I got it, a personal message, and I said, Keenan, I want you to ask this in the podcast, so I'm going to ask it. Drake started running 40-plus at DNC 2020. Right, he ran forty plus. He, uh, you know, and I, that that's pissed off a lot of the forty plus guys, which I, I get it. So the question, the thought of the week is, and this is no, this is let's put it this way. I just want this to be known. This is not a jab at Drake. This can be any driver that's forty plus. Let's put it this way. It just happens that Drake is forty plus and he's he's still competitive in the in the pro A main of of RC. Should Adam Drake be allowed to run 40 plus? I don't think that's the question we should be asking. Should Adam Drake be allowed to run two chassis two classes with one chassis So people are going to be a little bit uh, shocked at how I'm going to put this but this is how it goes. I actually think Drake is allowed to run 40 plus just like anybody that's over 40 He is allowed to run 40 plus Yes, it's no big like him going out there and beating everybody to, by two laps, that's no accomplishment. Like I get it. You know, that's you know, his racing against like Greg, like Greg and Saxton and those guys, they're not on 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 Drake's level. You know what I mean? Drake's way faster than those guys at 40. That's not their fault, but Drake is still a racing and all that stuff. He can race that. He can race that. The issue for me isn't really that, to be honest. The issue for me is is that he gets. 30, 20, 30 minutes extra track time before he goes to his Pro A main in Nitro Buggy. And if you don't think this has helped him out, you just have to look at the last two DNCs. He's had his be- la- the last two DNCs, he's had his best results in Nitro Buggy, a seventh and a fifth. This this is not unfair to the 40 plus guys. This is unfair to the guys running the Pro A main. It's, and unfortunately... Like, if I was a pro driver, I'd probably protest this. I don't think you'd win it, but I protest it. And let's get this straight. This is not about Drake. So what happens when, because I think, let's say, I believe Ryan Mayfield can probably still win on nationals and be competitive at the age of 40, right? So what happens when Ryan Mayfield goes 40? Or you, Joseph, you go 40, right? When you go 40. And I'm not saying you're going to make pro mains. I'm not going to blow your head up like that. But let's just say Ryan Mayfield, I still think, will be, Making top fives in in pro in pro nitro buggy when he's forty, right? What happens when he goes forty and he gets an extra time? It's it's not fair to the rest of the drivers. It's similar, like people are like, well, "What are you talking about, Lefty?" Well, it's similar, right, Joseph? At the Euros, uh, if you make if you're if you're a youth driver and you make the uh, semifinals, you're not allowed to run the junior final, correct? Yeah. So we have to, and people will say, well, that rule has to be applied to everybody. What about intermediate? Like Don Don Vilcomilda, he runs 40 plus and he runs intermediate. What about Degani? He runs 40 plus and he runs pro buggy, stuff like that. I think we have to kind of differentiate things here. Like in the pro class, we're talking about probably contingency money and, and stuff like that. Is it for that is it fair to the pro guys that drake gets that extra 30 minutes of practice and it does, it's not about drake it could be anybody that's 40 plus that's in that pro main or in that intermediate main i don't know you know is it fair that's who it's unfair to really so i feel that if you make the pro main if you're making the pro main you shouldn't be allowed to run the 40 plus or you have to make a choice do you want to win 40 plus or do you want to run pro main
3: Okay, so I like this uh, topic. I agree with the question and the sort of reason for questioning this, and how it benefits the guy running two classes. But I disagree with your conclusion. Okay. In my opinion, this is the same thing as someone in sportsman running intermediate, uh, intermediate also, mm-hmm. which I think they don't allow. Right. Right. They don't allow that, right? No. But you could. You're do only it. allowed. You are only allowed to run one uh, class per chassis, exactly. except forty plus. Yeah. Isn't that how the rule is? I believe so. Yeah. So this is the problem. These race organizers only care about the money, mm-hmm. and the forty-plus guys want the 40 plus class so that they can compete for the win, you know, instead of all have having to race with all of these kids.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And they've just sort of got away with adding it as an add-on class and allowing people to run both. But it's not fair. And this goes back to that thing that I don't like injustice and when stuff is unfair. This is completely fucking unfair.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And it will take Mayfield turning 40 and winning the DNC and the current sort of uh, whoever is that young fast guy at the time losing to him Before and that team protesting yep. and people getting mad or me turning 40 and then they just want to screw me up yeah well <laughs> you know it will take something like that but that that doesn't change the fact that this has always been unfair and is still unfair and i think it's just as unfair for the pro class guys as it is for intermediate Mm -hmm. if you're 35 years old and you do this as a hobby and you're competitive and there's this guy who also is intermediate and 40 years old and he gets an extra main and extra qualifiers every time before the qualifiers and he beats you that has got to be frustrating yeah right That has got to be annoying. Yes, Yes, this race, um, 16-year-olds were on the podium and this and that. That's irrelevant. It doesn't change the principle, the point. It doesn't change that. When you're 40 years old, there's no reason other than your life priorities for you being slower. There's no physical reason why you can't be as good as when you were 20. It's just that when you're 40, your life priorities change. If they don't change, if you still keep practicing and putting in the effort, you can still be fast. And I think we'll see that when Mm -hmm. Mayfield does turn 40. I really do. Drake is the best example right now. And I think we will have an even better example in five years when Mayfield's 40. Yep. You know? So that's maybe when this will change. I hope it will change already now. I don't think there's anything wrong with just making it fair across the board and saying, we have a sportsman, uh, intermediate, whatever, we have 40 plus, we have pro, pick one and mm-hmm. race it. So that would mean Adams Racing Pro, not 40 plus. Well, I'm... Uh, maybe Don Vinka Mulder and Degani and Chicarello, they race 40 plus and have an awesome race there but they don't race pro or intermediate or anything else. Yeah, And then the up and coming kids are racing intermediate mm-hmm. and the beginners are racing sportsmen. Even though I think that's already too many classes, right. at least that's a clear structure yes. where everyone's running their own thing. Everyone gets the same track time and it's fair I agree. right now. If you are 40, <clears throat> then you like this because for most people, the race sucks. You get two qualifiers and or three qualifiers and the main. They get six qualifiers and two mains. Mm-hmm. You know, so and typically also they get one class with which they don't care about. So Drake doesn't care about forty plus. He tests stuff. He gets prepared. He focuses on pro. Mm-hmm. Degani... Chicorilla, these guys, they don't care about pro. No, it's
0: just
5: they care time. about
3: 40 plus. Yeah. You know, so it, these guys, they pick one class which they like, and then the other one is just, yeah, I get extra track time. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it's supposed to be. No, I agree. It's not fair for the other guys who have to compete against these guys. And saying that, oh, well, they are 40, that's no excuse. You know, well, it's, it's like, it's this. not like it's a disadvantage to be 40 and you need the extra track time you know it doesn't work that way
0: no it's i i kind of put it like a funny thing like this it's like what if we made a class for fat guys you have to be 300 pounds and over to race in this class no skinny guy if you're under 300 pounds you can't be there you know a lot of fat guys in rc i'm a fat boy i'm over 300 pounds uh that and then we have to race together in another main in an hour where we were you know i've had that extra 30 minutes and you have it is that fair because you're you know you got a higher metabolism or you exercise and you do good you know you do good. You or know, you you know you watch what you eat. And you're not obese like me, and you have three over three hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Is that fair, or is it? You know, I mean, just to put it at a different thing, it's not about age. I agree with you, man. And it took this race to kind of realize that for me, because I kept saying, "Oh yeah," it's, I thought it was more about the forty plus thing. But then you know, me and uh, me and uh, my good buddy, my you know, my my buddy from North Carolina, Mike Hill, we was talking about it, and he, and he was like, "Yeah, it's not fair." And you know, then we talked about it. And like I said I don't I don't I'm not digging that This isn't a dig at Drake This isn't a dig at 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 any of these guys That's doing this Her That's That it's mean. It's allowed So I mean Of course they're gonna do it Like you know right Right now it's allowed So they can do it But what it's gonna take Is like One of these These teams To protest it And it ain't gonna change Not gonna change Because we know that Protests at these races Don't change anything About it DNC races Are you there Or did you just go away
3: On uh, my uh, camera night
0: That is nothing um, Unusual we almost done her anyway So I just want people To get that This isn't a dig At Drake And what he's doing This is more To, to show that It isn't about the, It isn't unfair To the 40 plus guys It's unfair To the people In the In the In the pro main Or whatever main They're running Like you know So that's our RC thought of the day I believe uh, Of the week Anything to add to that Joseph before we uh, Go on
3: well, just that I think this is a really sort of simple issue. Really. It's not complicated. Yes. You, you can only run one class with per chassis and you pick the class you want to race, Well, we I mean, know the then, race promoters
0: ain't going to do that yeah. because they lose. This, yeah. They lose they some lose entries, interest. but this
3: is the thing. Like, yeah. are you doing this to line your pockets or are you doing this to make a good living still, but make the fucking event really good for the people racing. Yeah. I think over the last years we've seen that these races are being made for the organizer not for the racer and that needs to change. Yep. Because we can't keep going on like this forever because people will find better things to do.
0: Yeah, I mean what if you, like what if you're a young kid like like even at the nationals like the nationals I believe like oh uh... I think I can't remember CJ made the main The last time And he got to run The junior final I think if you make The main at the nationals Or semis at the nationals You shouldn't be running The junior final That's for the That's for the kids Out there that uh, well, you can run the junior final. No, just make it a rule where you can't run the junior final. You wouldn't be picked anyway. Bro, that's no. Not...
3: The junior final thing is like forty plus. It's right. not this. It's not uh, unfair to the juniors. It's unfair to right. the right. Same thing. People in the semifinals right. because the one guy right. gets extra practice. Exactly. That's the unfair yes. part, and this making this rule would make all the classes better you wouldn't have some guys getting extra practice in pro or intermediate or sportsman and you wouldn't have some fast guy who doesn't give a shit about 40 plus winning all the 40 plus races yeah so that would mean that the guys who actually care about 40 plus and actually are excited to go to the race and try and win and beat their rival that they've known for the last 30 years or yeah 20 30 years you know they they get the glory and the satisfaction and the enjoyment that they are looking for because there's not someone who's still a pro, you yes. know, winning the races yes. and everyone's racing for second. They get that, and the pro guys don't have to worry about someone getting extra time because it's not just Drake that benefits. That's another thing. Right. Drake is working closely with Mayfield and with other Mugen drivers too. So if he can go out and run one time before every qualifier and before the main he can test stuff that the other guys want to try now he's on J concept so they can try stuff you know well this race they know what to run but Mm -hmm. i'm just saying like these are just opportunities to try things and get more information and it's not just personally him Right. that gets gets more prepared. It's all of Mugen and whatever else he runs, they also have the benefit of having a top guy going out there and being able to test stuff for the well, team. That goes for know?
0: everybody too. It doesn't just go for Mugen, it goes for TLR and motor it goes for us with Dugani when he goes out there, you know what I mean?
3: Well, that's different, you know, because he's it's, not on that level. Right, but, I get
0: that, but it's still, it's, you know? I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. So. I just want people I want people to be clear because then they'll be like, oh lefty and JQ are against Drake and doing this and doing that. I am not against I, this is not a burn to pick with Drake. This is a burn to pick with the rule that is good that makes allows this. So I just want people to be clear. Because you know how people like to run with one side of the story and, and get uh what's get the bull by the horns, my my mom would say. You know? Um so yeah, that's how I feel about it. Either he choo- either let and you know these 40 plus guys they're not on drake's level like it was funny like people like oh my gosh drake is just blowing these guys away and people in the comments i'm like he's racing guys that were fast 25 years ago like you know what i mean like like jesus man come on like he's like there's nobody else like until mate until you get there then you'll be there then you get to race drake in 40 plus then he will beat you there anyway.
3: Yeah, but that's when this rule will change. Of course it will. <laughs> they'll have they'll have this rule until I turn 40. And then the first year I can do DNC 40 plus, then they won't have it. Oh wow. Well, or then yeah. they'll do what I said, right? Yeah, of course. Make make it so you have to pick one. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. So it's, it's so crazy. All right. Well, Joseph, you Just know. Like what, like legends man? class. You know what, Joseph? Same it's been shit. a great beach uh, RC and S C R C talk. You know what time it is? It's time. Do you have anything to add before we go? Because we're going to have a, a chat with uh, no. uh, a DNC chat, like a full breakdown Her, I think, in the next interview. Maybe we have a special yeah. guest coming on too. We ain't sure yet, but uh, maybe we have a special guest. All right, Joseph, you know what? Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. Uh, think about the SCRC thing. Two things I want you to take out of this thing. Two things I want you to take out of this these questions is the safety part uh, about being safe and think about the 40 plus thing and and that's open open your open open your eyes open your ears and think about and your mind and think about what we're saying we're not i i repeat we are not digging at drake this applies to everybody not just drake all right time for the techno rc main interviews
2: Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in eighth and tenth scale high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technoRC.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover.
0: DNC is over We need to talk about it If you guys didn't see our uh, recaps of qualifying And the Pro Buggy and Truggy mains uh, They will be up on audio here later But they are on YouTube with Max and uh, Beaker here So joining us this week to talk about DNC And I was actually very shocked He actually asked to come on the podcast And I've been asking him and asking him for many months And everybody has been Actually a, couple, a year now And everybody has been asking for more of him since his podcast which is the second most popular podcast so, so far i would like to introduce the first ever american eight scale nitro buggy world champion greg the toe the gunny. what's up greg how are you
6: good good you know just waking up here
0: yeah you know because we can't call you a former champion because you are still a world champion you don't lose your world championship status when you uh when you, when somebody else wins a world championship you are still a world champion. That was like right. a point that some guy was making in the uh, chat, if uh, during while you was racing. So, Greg, we you got your buddy Beaker aka JQ. You, well, you can't see him because we're doing this through uh, Beaker.
6: Why is he called Beaker? Yeah,
0: you remember Beaker from Bunsen and Beaker on the Muppets?
6: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man. so
0: that's his nickname. It's been that like that for a while. So, Greg, um, you went to DNC. This is how many DNCs? How many DNCs have you been to now? All of them? No,
6: I'm not Jay Smoker with Jay- a 22-year yeah. award that he got. Yes, that was. Uh, cool. I've been to all but a few years. Me and Pavitas went to uh, the Motorama in Pennsylvania because it was cheaper for me to go to uh, Pennsylvania than it was to drive to Arizona. Really? Believe wow. it or not.
0: Wow! Yeah. Incredible.
6: Because, uh, hotels in Arizona were just so ridiculously expensive and this. Just-
0: <laughs> Okay. Well, this is the first time that it's been at. Hold uh, on, my camera's out of focus here. Joseph, talk to Greg while I fix my camera.
3: Just touch the screen over your face. There we there go. go. All right,
0: but well, it's a bit far away, so you know, and I got short hands. So, Greg, give us, you know, Joseph, say hello to Greg, will you, please?
3: Hello, Greg. Do you know? the Hold Do on, you before you miss me. I miss you like a hole in the head. <laughs> In reality, he misses me. He almost didn't do DNC.
0: Yeah. I Tell me about the breakdown that he was having on, in the month leading up to DNC about diffs. Oh, my gosh. How many phone calls did I get about diffs? But I'm glad you got it worked out, Greg. You went. You had fun. It was so much fun that you even went to Tuesday Night Nationals this week. So we need Paul Siccarello to beat you more often to, you know. To uh, keep you pumped. All right, Greg. So we want to kind of get your opinion on the track itself. First time at Thunder Alley, what were your thoughts on the actual layout and all that stuff?
6: Actually, when I first saw the layout, I just thought it was going to be like the typical Joey, uh, you know, slow layout. It was going to get ruddy. Just because of the past experience I've had at Thunder Alley, like Aurora Nationals was there, like in 08 or whatever. It just turned into just a blown out. Greg,
0: slow down, slow down. You got to keep. Talking into the mic I know you're moving Like this here. I
6: am talking Into the freaking mic
0: <laughs> But keep still Keep still Can we keep still? Yeah
6: <laughs> But anyways uh, The layout Turned out to be really good It was Driving on it Was better than I expected It uh, It flowed well And um, It's You know To be honest It stayed together Really good I mean It got rough But it wasn't I mean It was probably The least rough DNC in a long Long time
0: Mm-hmm what was your so favorite was feature? What was your favorite part of the track? Obviously, not the step up.
6: Uh, like normal, the straightaway.
0: <laughs> well, you had a front straightaway this time, so
6: we. Talk- yeah, it was. It was all right. Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um. We, we, uh, okay. Before we go on any further, you know, you and in your infamous uh infamous interviews. Did you really not know you was not supposed to jump that step up?
6: Uh. Yes. I did not know.
0: But you—you was. I right. didn't pay attention that day. I'm in the
6: pits for like 15 hours working on a stupid e-buggy, mounting a body, and I'm, I'm looking over. I could see cars coming over that step up, but I didn't realize that they weren't jumping. I could see them kind of floating over, and for some reason, I just didn't put two and two together that you were supposed to jump the jump okay. Whatever.
0: All right. So Cheers. let's talk. Uh, what was some of your impressions of this race being at D and at being at Thunder Alley? Being at a permanent track. First time it's been at a permanent track since Hemet, I want to say. Oh, was it? No, in Arizona, right? They had it at a permanent track as well?
6: Oh, since Hemet.
0: No. wasn't. Where did they have it in before Fur Farm, Joseph?
6: Hey, I can't remember the name of that. But it wasn't. Nitro was a, Pit.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't. Oh, a, that's Nitro right.
6: Pit. Yeah, I went to that run. That was out in, uh, yeah, Goodyear, Arizona.
0: Yeah, but this is good. We we Joseph and I both agree that th- it was good to have it at Thunder Alley because it benefits. It was like you you like you always say we need more practice and all this type of stuff. I know you didn't go. Did you? You didn't do. Did you do JBRL? No. Did I do JBRL Be- before before um DNC? You didn't do it, did you? Or did you? I can't remember.
6: Yeah, that was the JBl final was there two weeks before the DNC. All right. yeah.
0: So that was the one good thing about this race is that you always used to say back in the day, you used to be able to go race at the track right up until we, it was the race time. So you kind of got to do that this time. Uh, being in Thunder Alley allowed for that. Was that a good thing, you think?
6: Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Before I used to be able to race every weekend up to the DNC. Right. You know. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So at least we had if there was a few races definitely leading up to it. Yeah, being at Thunder Alley, so that was good.
0: Okay, so what about your overall impression? Who impressed you right off the bat? Her? Was you watching any of the pro guys going? Anything that you noticed that uh you that you know somebody that was doing something or somebody's car that impressed you?
6: Somebody's car that impressed me? Mm -hmm. Um, Not really. Or driving? No, no, nobody. I mean, you know, it's. They only did what I think it was five minutes in Truggy, and then they, they boosted it to six minutes buggy.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, so it's hard to really see. I mean, it's everyone's so close; it's hard to really say, "Oh, someone's car was stood out better than the other." You couldn't really tell, okay, All just right. by looking.
5: At this. Right.
0: And I noticed you guys didn't even set up no tents over there. I watch you sitting in the on you smoke or axle everybody right there in the in the pits, and I'm like, why don't Greg put up a tent? Why you didn't take a tent?
6: because we don't have any tents they're yes. locked up in jq's van in 29 palms
0: <laughs> jq he just gave everybody where the location of your van i hope it's still there and we need it again joseph say something you're being too quiet unplug uh mute yourself let's talk to- you're muted you're muted you're muted
3: he's muted oh. Oh, fuck. uh chit chat we'll okay. get to some all right well ask Greg stuff. some
0: questions let's go
3: so what, what about the 2021 DNC? Was it somehow different or better than years before or same, same old, same old track time, sitting around value for money rules, fairness watering. <laughs> you know,
6: what was good about it was that it was, it seemed more organized just because being at that permanent facility. So for Joey to get it running up and going with wiring and stuff which normally, Seemed like they're running around crazy. They, I think it was just everything was done a lot earlier, so mm-hmm. they had, I think they had a lot less work, so it seemed like it was better.
0: Yes, that way. Like the track was ready. You know, usually we would pull yeah. up, and it would be like we'll still be waiting for him to finish it up on, on Tuesday night right. or something like that.
6: Exactly. So it seemed like for Joey, it was easier for him uh, as far as organizing. You know, normally, like when it's out in you know in Arizona or out you know when we had it in Paris. You know, he's kinda like organizing the parking lot situation and pits and things like that. And it seemed like it was just it was more well organized, though.
0: Yeah, I could see that. They even said like we was done like two days before and that's that's good. So that 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 makes things much more relaxed. <clears throat> How about the atmosphere? The atmosphere looked very nice. Very, very like socializing and and stuff like that. Like it looked different from previous years at Paris, to be honest.
6: Yeah. Um I don't know. I really didn't socialize with anybody too much because i was being in the, in the private gear pits. Everybody was set up, you know, with their own tents and everything and up in that area. So I wasn't really up in that area too much, mm-hmm. you know? So I didn't, it seemed to me like I didn't really see too many people because everyone was kind of spread out, you know, the Mugen guys were out in the campground and <clears throat> you had all the uh, other teams up in the uh, you know team area like we had RTG. Yes. So, there wasn't actually too many people pitted in the private tier pits. Um, you know, most of the tables at the track were vacant. And it seemed like they were making a big deal about it. Like, oh, this is, you know, because of the, the track owner guy, I forget his name. But I had said to him two weeks previous, I'm like, when is it can we save these tables? And he said, oh, it's first come first served Tuesday morning. Like it was there was going to be a rush of people coming in. So I ended up going there Monday night, camping out at night early just to save pits for Keith Henry and Smoker and, you know, other JQ guys, they ended up having pits somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't actually too many people pitting near the track. I, I would say those pits were yeah pretty at empty. like 25% occupancy rate there.
0: Yeah. You had a whole table to yourself, I believe, right behind the, uh, trophy presentation. Oh, what not.
6: Yeah. Okay. We're getting sunburn out there. It wasn't too bad. I only had sun for a few hours and then this, as soon as the sun would go in shadow, it was pretty cold
0: if you went in sun. Okay. Did you um well, we like to talk about the the Pro-Nitro Main Uh, did you watch that at all?
6: The Pro-Nitro Main? Yeah. yeah, I was on the 10 freeway driving home. I was listening to. It.
0: <laughs> okay, so we can't really talk about it if you cuz you haven't seen it then.
3: Well, I listened to it. Okay. And kind of looked at it. Do you have any opinion on why Mayfield is so good now, just dominating everything? Not just this race either.
6: Well, I think, you know, it's funny you say that. The reason is, obviously he has the experience for these longer races, right? Mm. And, you know, you got Dakota who's always good for five minutes and then just always blows out in every single man I think I've ever watched him. You know, something always breaks or something happens. And I think it's Mayfield isn't sometimes the fastest car out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like you'll get Dakota and these guys reeling them in for a little bit, but he knows that they can't keep that pace all the time. You know, he knows if he just does a certain pace. That's the maximum speed to like not crash. Mm -hmm. So I think he just paces himself well and, and he's driving super fast on top of that. But he's not overdoing it. I think he could probably push it even harder, but he doesn't. He doesn't right. need to.
0: Well, his racecraft has developed immensely because remember back in the day, he was known to just be good. Go 110% all the time. <clears throat> and right. he, yeah, and he, that's true. And he kind of was kind of similar to Finn. Like, remember the 2014 Worlds, he was leading and then he blew a servo. Like, uh, he was so far ahead of everybody, then he blew a servo and, you know, he kind of had this reputation where that's kind of like why Cavallari had so many, and Tebow had so many more world championships and Reedy really wins and all that stuff. Like Mayfield had a, a reputation he could win races, but he also had a problem finishing. Would you say that's true as well, Joseph?
3: Yeah, or maybe he would finish, but he would make mistakes, mm-hmm. so they would beat him.
0: What I saw was just a, a perfect uh, example of racecraft. Getting older, he's what thirty-four now, thirty-five. Going 35. he's learned that. Oh, is he? I think he's 34, 35. Um, I believe Tebow yeah, went 34. Are, yeah, they're all the same age. I think Tebow, Tebow is one year older, maybe. I don't know. Uh, like people don't understand. He even said afterwards, my car sucked. It was so hard to drive, but you know he was able to do that. You know, Greg, this reminds me of the time uh, when we was at Silver State last year, and you was you had to you you was either gonna be in the B main or the C main or 40 plus. If you didn't have that good qualifier and you had a lean bogging car, lean bugging engine, uh, your car was crap. And I just watched you like basically got that one out and finish and get a top three finish and get yourself into the A main. I think that's what Mayfield has learned and is good at now. And also when he makes a mistake, he knows how to make up for that. <laughs>
6: You're talking about me. My engine was lean bogging, or Joseph?
0: Yours. Maybe it was at Silver State. Remember in that quali- in your last qualifier at Silver State, your engine was kind of. Oh, would...
6: that's right. That's yes. right.
0: But you just gutted it out, and you got to win. Like you know what? I, well, you didn't got to win, but you got a top three. And I think that's what people don't understand. That's racecraft right there, and that's something that can't be taught. That has to be. Well, it can be taught, but you have to learn it and experience it. And I think that's what. Honestly, I think that's what Dakota is missing when it comes to uh, Nitro Racing.
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, he'll figure it out. I, yeah. I think, you know, it's uh, partly... Those, it doesn't seem... I don't know how many races he does. It just seems like he doesn't have enough experience in longer races for some reason. But I guess, I guess he goes to a lot of the races. It, it just... You know, I think with an electric background and not so much gas background, so much right. I mean, mainly he learned he was a, an electric guy first, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. I mean, yeah, he's just have to learn to pace the, the thing is, I think what he's, he's trying to do is they're they're trying to he's trying to pace himself at pace. He's going to have to go at his own pace,
0: right? Well, he was right? faster than you may Mayfield. Not win right
6: away. You may not win that way, but you're gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. You know get you're gonna you'll you'll build up to a better result later
0: okay he was actually faster than Mayfield uh but the problem is he would get to Mayfield and just make mistakes and then the final mistake that I saw was when he made when he got flipped under the bridge and I knew that that was oh like that was the last one he it took too long and he'd just blow out trying to catch him up uh wh- all right what's your thoughts on Tessman not making the a main in Nitro buggy
6: well yeah that's kind of interesting well i mean obviously if he wouldn't have broke or whatever he had a problem in the B, he would have probably
3: bumped up right
6: mm-hmm. um i'm guessing well, he wasn't really in a bump
3: spot i think when he broke so, but it would have been close he could have bumped but it wasn't yeah, guaranteed I mean,
6: yeah i guess gord was trying to start his car in the starter box backwards for like a minute he didn't even realize that his car was on the starter box backwards he was trying to restart it wow and then uh, he finally figured out it was on the Starbucks the wrong way. And, you know, that cost him a ton of time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know, you've got these, um, the, you know, the three, in the, you know, it all starts like with practice qualifying, right? You have three laps, and that's really difficult actually to do. To string, you wouldn't think three laps is hard to string together. It actually is pretty hard to do.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, so then, you know, you get set in the wrong seating and mentally you're all screwed up. You know, um, I don't think they should have that three-second or three-lap practice thing. I think you're going to see. Why don't you just see by the whole race, right? Um,
0: What's your thoughts on that, Joseph?
3: Joseph is gone.
0: Oh, he's sir. Damn it. Proceeding. Okay, go ahead, Joseph. You didn't hear anything you just said.
3: Well, why did you mute me then?
0: You muted, unmuted yourself. Stop muting yourself.
3: No, you muted me just now. So I said the whole race is better.
6: Yeah, it's definitely the three. You know, so that would put, maybe that would have put them into the a heat or whatnot. And, you know, going to Chicago two weeks before, you know, during the uh, JBRL race that was there for, that would have maybe helped them get some more practice.
0: I agree. But, why, why go to Chicago but, when you should have been at JBRL practicing?
6: Yeah, that was kind of silly But the thing is He was living at Adam's house Right down the street So I'm sure he was out here At Thunder Alley practicing a ton,
0: What about Cav, man? Kind of off pace What's the, how's it? How's he looking? Did you get Like with the t- TLR And Proline tires First big race on this package Eight scale wise What's your thoughts on Cav?
6: Um Well, I mean I only really watched him Two weeks ago at, Or two weeks previous At the JBRL
0: mm-hmm.
6: You know Um I watched that main, you know, his car didn't really look that great in the race, you know.
5: Mm -hmm.
6: I mean, my time was the same as him in 15 minutes. So, you know, in my 40 over versus his pro race. So I I don't know. I mean, I think he made adjustments and got got better, obviously.
0: Yes. Well, they went out there the next day after JBRL. I mean, they were out there on Monday after JBRL testing and getting things ready. Do you think he's going to figure it out? because i, I ca- you know, what's interesting is is that
6: fen seems to be the only one at Losi that's got you know his car figured out so i don't know if he's just driving that much better or is it something else you know
0: maybe the car is more catered to Fe- to, to the way fen drives because he is like their their golden child so all focus is on him i would say I would say Cavalera is like second fiddle right now at TLR. Obviously he is, I mean, going in.
6: Yeah, I don't really think that's the case. I think, you know, it's got to be something, you know, either... I mean, Fenn's a lot younger, obviously, so he's going to drive better. (laughs) He's, he's, you know, that's going to be the biggest difference, I would
0: say. No, but Cav beat all these guys here at uh, the last race of the year at AMS, man, I believe. And what was it? Mayfield. Oh, one of these races. I can't remember. So he's beat these guys mind you it was driving the s works not this not the tlr he needs time to figure this car out too i would
6: well, say yeah exactly it takes time you can't just jump in and just expect to be good
0: okay how about tebow man tebow is like the veteran there at he's still he's still kicking made the mains um didn't do as good as i thought he would do i, w- I kind of had him up in my top three i don't think he made my top three so what's your thoughts on tebow
6: I mean, it seemed like he was good the first five minutes of like the Truggy main and the Buggy main. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he had the worst marshal in the history of mankind at the Truggy
4: base. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen.
0: Tell us about Uh,
6: it. It wasn't on video, apparently. So, yeah, he crashed. He was in the lead, and he crashed at the top of the staircase. And then the marshal, who wasn't even a marshal, just some kid that was spectating the race, ran to get his car, and then... (laughs) The kid lost his balance and was falling on his back. And so instead of like dropping Tebow's truggy, he took the truggy with him and like flinged it behind his head and he landed in the other lane. He landed in the <laughs> in the landing area of the step up jump. Wow. So it was ridiculous. And then so he ended up like jumping the back side of the step up and jumping up onto the back straightaway from there. Right. To get back <laughs> on the track and <laughs> Yeah, they, it was probably the worst Marshall I've ever seen in
0: my life.
4: Incredible.
6: That was pretty bad. And Incredible. after that, he just couldn't recover after that march.
0: Wow. And other surprises here. Cole Ogden finished in second, Tanner Denny in third. Tanner Denny, was, to me, was the biggest surprise of all of DNC. Well,
6: besides well, really.
0: Besides Ty not a making the a. Well, 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 why is that?
6: Well, I, why would you be surprised? He's got a Mugen, I mean. It's obviously the best car right now. So what are you going to do?
0: Is it the best car, or did they just have more time on it at that <laughs> well, track?
6: It, it's mm-hmm. got to be the. I mean, Look, like, I mean, Mayfield's the best driver with the best car. He won all three classes, right? You got mm-hmm. Adam, is at fifty thousand years old, and he got fifth, right? So, and he puts a lot of time in. And these these guys are working. Obviously, oh, they're I'm putting the most hard. time in between the three of them. So, you know, we actually they're the cars. Programs are doing good. I mean, Tanner's normally a B main driver, and now he's in the A main and made his first podium ever. I mean, he was
0: fast all weekend, and just the lines that he was taking was completely different from the other guys, too.
6: Yeah, I think he's Tanner's got a lot of confidence because he knows that there's no excuse, right? He's got a car that people are other people are successful with. So he knows that it's just a matter of driving. He doesn't have to look at any excuse with the vehicle or whatever.
0: being as you're talking about drake and you are a 40 plus racer and actually this was one of this before we recorded review. this was our rc thought of the week uh we have a lot of people asking about drake running 40 plus we kind of put it like this uh and yo you go ahead joseph uh, you tell him what the what it is you explain you're not talking much
3: or oh, just the fact that some people say that it's unfair that drake runs 40 plus <laughs> Well, it's not unfair for the 40 plus guys. It's unfair for the pro guys because Drake gets an extra run before every qualifier and before his main. So it would be fair if you had to choose one. So the people who want to run 40 plus, they run 40 plus. And then the people who want to run pro, they run pro or intermediate or whatever, but that you can't run both because then the guys who run 40 plus and another class, they have an advantage in that other class. Right. Well, especially for him, yeah. because Yeah, just one more thing. So that you guys are now racing for second place because Adam is still a pro driver, still putting in the time and focusing on the pro class. He doesn't care about 40 plus. He just runs it for testing and track time and confidence and that stuff. So if you had to choose what to run, he wouldn't run 40 plus, he would run pro. And then all you guys who care about 40 plus are actually racing for the win. Well, I mean, I really don't care that he runs it. I mean,
4: it's—I think
3: it's fine for me. I don't care. Um,
6: yeah, I—I I agree in the fact that he shouldn't run it. Um, you know, obviously, it's not for for the pro guys, right? Because they're—they they can't run it. I mean,
0: right? But he has an unfair advantage. He—I he, think. Well, it, yeah, he has an advantage. The, and the and thing is, finish.
6: he could finish fifth place probably in that main, even if he wasn't running three plus. I think he's good enough that it doesn't
0: really matter i I don't think greg uh, greg doing that you move stop stop moving you're moving all over the place i know you are um but but think about it but think okay uh, you know what the last two dncs he's finished seventh and fifth right that's his best two dncs in a very long time look at his truck result truck result he kind of blew out he didn't he finished he didn't I think you finished yeah, last. I,
3: I think the 40, 40 plus helps a lot. Yeah. If if I could yeah, go to any big lot. race that I, I sort of put an effort into, and I'm sort of doing the best I can, and I, I get to run one more time than everyone else, like at the European Championship, for example, I guarantee I'd do better. Like it's it's a yeah. big deal when you aren't Mayfield. When you don't have the talent to just adapt and be well, the thing is, you immediately, here's it's a big deal. Here's the thing. He's going by what's put in the rules.
2: That's true. And
6: it's race. There is no rules and we'll get to that. So, you know, he's 40 plus, You can run 40 plus, you can run pro. The bottom line is they need to make it like you say there, you can only pick one class because the race is it's too long. It's too long of a day. There needs to be limited. As far as if you're running 40 plus, you should be just running 40 plus. You should run 40 plus in intermediate class. Right? Or forty plus in pro, right? You just pick one class to run. But these guys, it's all about profits. They're putting profits ahead of of an enjoyable race, mm. in my opinion. Thank so it's that that's that's just what needs to be done. But it's it's you know you got truggy class. I mean, there's enough classes. You got truggy, e buggy, and and nitro. Why do you need to run double classes within the class? You know, it should just be you pick one class and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Or if you make the pro main, I think the main actually no, helps him. No, but no, no, but the,
3: no. no. Okay. It's unfair on every level, okay. not just the main.
0: Okay. But what but, but you got to understand, I think where the real advantage for, for him and for, for guys like Mayfield and Mugen and all those guys is that 30 minutes, an hour or a couple hours before the actual pro main. That's the real advantage right there. So it's going to, you know what it's going to take? It's going to take one of these drivers to think about it and protest it. And then it will stop. Oh, it's going to take like, No,
6: the, you know, the testaments have been crying about that for a while, but I, I mean, I disagree. I still think he's going to do real well. I mean, well, I he's, think he will gonna too. he's not going to probably podium the pro main, but you know, instead of him being fifth, if he didn't run the 40 over, okay, what is he going to be? Sixth? He's going to lose one or two position. It's, It's who cares. I mean, does it really matter? He's going to be in the main. It's going to be good either way. It
3: it begins, like I said earlier in this podcast, there are two ways this is going to end. One is Mayfield turns 40 and beats Tessman and Fend and these guys or whatever. And then it's, well, well, he runs 40 plus, so he gets track time. That's why he's winning, you know? And then they are forced to change it. Or then I turn 40 and, and I can finally erase the 40 plus class and then they change it. Just by oh, like well. dumb luck, because that's my luck. <laughs> just like Legends class, <laughs> 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 woohoo! I can race it up. There's no more.
0: Well, you also kind of forced yourself out of that one too. Did you race your Legends, man? No, or did you?
3: No, because I the year I ran Legends. I was disqualified. I know, and but then I,
0: oh, you ran ebug Then, then that's there what was, was
3: no Legends after that. <clears throat>
0: All right, um, let's just go through a few more people here that I I think we should talk about. Uh man, Spencer Rivkin. Best, best DNC he's had in a while You know he's been in the B main I think the last three years I've been going Bumped out of the B That helped him you could see that helped him He he finished fourth He was battling with Tanner Danny for a while At some point and then he finished Like just, just under two Just like a, a minute and a half Sorry a second and a half behind him I think this has been Spencer's best <clears throat> Best DNC and it seemed to me like the AE cars uh, or the AE camp on that side struggled all weekend. Hello, talking to me? Yeah, anybody who wants to answer.
6: I mean, I don't know. You know, you you a lot of the stuff you're asking me about these pro guys. I'm not even paying attention on <laughs> half. You're, you're seem to be knowing a lot more than I am.
0: And you was well. We we also understand that you didn't get the memo for the step up. We just wanted to get your thoughts if you had seen these guys oh, run or whatnot. Um, but anyway, I mean, we you, you called us up you you wanted to come on this podcast because you wanted yeah, to let's talk...
3: talk about what we were supposed to talk yeah. about. Already. Yeah, let's talk about that because I gotta go here in a few minutes. Okay. So yeah. the, uh, I'm gonna put the almost... video. I'm gonna put the video of your race to roll here so viewers can watch it. It's gonna start by you being taken out on the bridge here. Yeah. Okay, there we go.
0: You yeah. won't be able to see it though. So
3: now. I think I got a little loose
6: and maybe he got into me. I don't know exactly how that it happened so fast, but I just know that we were in the lead by probably first. We were in first and second. Me and Cole Jensen were, we were ahead by five seconds, at least I think, on um, Paul Cicerello, I would say.
0: hmm yeah, you're coming up to the bridge now, actually. And Cole
6: wipes us off the map, off the bridge, and we end up oh. uh, second,
0: third. What a bad mark, what a bad spot for you to land. And there comes Paul. There comes Paul. He Paul got lucky all weekend. He got lucky in this race. At the end, he drove well all weekend, though. But I mean, he got lucky at this.
6: Yeah. So, anyway. So right. Yep. So what So he took you out. Calls me there. Right. Takes me out. We get back in the second, third. Somehow I get the lead back. Right. And then I'm holding these guys off. And then uh, I didn't even realize that Cole had cut the step off. Jumped, everyone was making a big deal. Like, that's like, online about that. Then he jumped right and passed Cicerello in the double double, made it a triple single. And then in the last corner, Cole runs me over, while well, we're in first and second again. And uh, Paul jumps over us, which was pretty cool. And uh, I end up third and everyone was making a big deal like oh I should go up to Jimmy and protest this and that but truth be told I actually had to hit the brakes in that corner because if I go too fast in that corner my car would just do a front flip so it was a little bit of my fault that I I went too slow and he ran into me for one I know I hit went too slow in that corner and he ran into me but I don't really what I wanted to focus on was the fact that I didn't really make a big deal like I normally would with Jimmy and you know, go nuts. I, to be honest, I really didn't care about bumping to the D main so much. I needed the wrench my car. It was a test session for 40 and over. You know, right. You know, you, you got Drake who uses the, the 40 and over class as a test session for pro. I used pro as a test session for 40 and over. Right. So, <laughs> Joseph, so, just- uh, Anyways, I, it, should, it, shouldn't it, it shouldn't have
0: been a You know what Greg it should not have been a matter Of you having to go up there and complain I mean this is blatant well,
6: right. Yeah Scotty Ernst was in I listened to I watched it the next day And he was talking about how I, I shoved the bump And this and that and that's true But you know the This kid I I can't really Blame this kid because he's going by The rules set in place which there are no rules mm-hmm. You can run over anybody you want You can cut the track I don't blame him I would do the same thing if I was him, probably.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna get away, if fit in it.
6: Yeah, I mean, there is no rules. Did they so, give? Go ahead.
0: Did they give any stop and go penalties all weekend?
6: <clears throat> uh, no, there's no such thing as a stop and go in any race <laughs> that Jimmy does. I mean, they may tell you to stop on the track, but, right? You know, like if more races or bigger races, you know, they tell you to come into the pit lane, right? And you do your stop and go penalty that way. That never will ever happen here in America.
0: Yeah. It um, never, it never, ever will happen, especially at one of these races, which is unfortunate because we hold this race in our industries to such a high standard, right? It's, right. It, it attracts so many people. This is what we want to present to, you know, this is what right. we talk so about.
6: Here, these people are, they're just going by what rules are given to them. So I really wasn't mad at Cole it, after the race. They see me walking up to it I'm going to say something to him. But I actually said to him was that nothing to do with the last corner where he ran me over and I got ruined for the bump. I actually had pointed to the bridge and I'm like, what are you doing over here on the bridge? You're like, I'm trying to tell him, you know, we're first and second. We're going to bump, you know, why risk, you know, a driving so close to me and running me over. I was more mad about that than the last corner of the race. what mm. I had mentioned to him, that's what I was telling him when I was walking over there and talking to him. And, what did I'm, he say? Uh, nothing really. You know, <laughs> say,
0: you know. Like, here's I the mean, thing. Here's the thing that we don't, here's the thing. Here's, here's, the, here's where it gets different. Imagine this would have been uh Marco Baruffalo. This is the B-man. Let's say this is the B-man for pro. This is Marco Baruffalo chasing Don, and that's Adam Drake, and let's say who else was, or let's say, uh, let's Tyler. just say two favorite drivers. That's Adam Drake and um some other. Some other American driver, Mayfield. Mayfield, but Mayfield wouldn't be in the B. But you never know. But let's say that's Adam well, Drake and he, Mayfield. Let's
3: say he was right.
0: And Baruffalo is cool, and he if he did that on the bridge, he would have got to stop. He would have probably got to stop and go right off the bat. But if he would have done all of that stuff, I think they would have deported Marco right there out of. The, I think he would have. They would have sent him to the airport right there from that day. And that's where it's wrong. Or had that been you who did that to somebody? Be- oh, let's be realistic Come on Like it's a JQ car You're going to get in trouble I mean I know we say that But it is kind of true
6: Okay yeah So obviously yeah But the thing is There is no rules You're Right There's no There's, there's rules no, for certain um, people referee Because that would cut. You know That would be an extra person That they'd have to pay Is it that, that hard To
0: get a off. referee there And to make for yeah. calls Is it that hard Yeah
6: that, I mean that's an extra 200 bucks a day That they're going to lose in profits
0: They just made 50,000 so, $50, dollars Probably
6: Right that's the difference. So, you know, um, a lot of people complain how Jimmy doesn't see everything. You know, he obviously does see everything. He doesn't right. want to make a decision, you know,
0: well, he, on, uh, and he needs to get somebody that's going to make these hard decisions because this is supposed to be the upper, upper echelon of our industry. This is the biggest race in our, in, in RC at in RC. Apparently it's most prestigious. One of the most prestigious races been around for 22 years. So that 22 years to get this right but we can't get a referee. And the reason, this is just ridiculous because if you look at the RCGP race and none of this, I mean, what? I don't even know. Like when they had the same track, same different race, had a referee, had everything in in place and it was a much smoother race. What they need to do is just come out right off the top. You got to start at the top. Man, hand out a stop and go to any pro that does anything wrong. And I get you. I guarantee you that that, That what it what shit rolls downhill. So anyway, what happens at top, everybody's everybody's gonna fall in place coming down. But nobody wants to make
6: these decisions. And ultimately, ultimately, really isn't Jimmy's fault. It's 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 uh, Joey needs to be the one that has the uh, referees and things like that. But it's he should be up there doing something. But you know, he's uh you know in the pits socializing things like that. So you know, it is what it is. Okay. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to mention real quick is that I, I got to go here in about five minutes.
0: Okay. No problem. Um,
6: was the, before the Joseph's going to love this one. So before the 40 and over main was starting, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously how does your, your driver's stand position go, Joseph and every race you've ever been to, you get the bigger <laughs> you know, my qualified bigger position position, yeah. correct? Yeah. So before, we're up there for the 40 and over race, getting ready to start. And, um, uh, what's his name? What's the TNR? Again? Chris Nelson. He got up there late up on the drivers. Now he was like ninth or 10th qualifier, right? So he was going to get like one of the worst, you know, or the third, to last pick on the, the starting position anyways, or fourth, to last pick. He gets up there late and he wants to stand on the left side of the driver's stand. And it's filled with like the low C guys and it's uh, Mike Morales from Eugen was over there. And he goes into Babcock to complain he wants to stand on the left side of the driver's stand so Jimmy comes out and for some reason makes Mike Morales who was like fourth qualifier I think fourth or fifth move to the right hand side of the driver's stand and uh, he had a stand next to me which I was all the way on the right side And um, anyways and so it came in and Drake had mentioned something up there he's like He's like, yeah, they made you move because Mugen's not a sponsor of the race and TNR Fuel is a sponsor of the race. So they made him move, uh, gave him the spot. And they wouldn't dare tell the LOSI guys to move, even though they were higher qualified, because they were also a sponsor of the race. So uh, I thought that was pretty, uh,
3: pretty bad. Well, Yeah, but that's, that's exactly what, what you would expect, because it's that's the whole problem with these races, that they are so inconsistent and there's favoritism depending on who you are what the situation then you they bend the rules for you right or against someone else to benefit you you know that's the, that's a big problem you have to be yeah. consistent
5: mm-hmm.
3: right exactly well i'm going to get going here but uh, one thing i want to say is that yeah i mean uh,
6: you know the whole incident with the, in the e main. who cares with the e main the pole we had a good race me him and paul and uh you know the, the the kid drove good. It's my fault. I'm too slow. I'm in the way. He ran into me. I wasn't too mad about that really. And the rules are, you know, he's just driving up what the rules are they're given. You're, if you're never been reprimanded for doing something, you're not going to think about it in the future.
0: Exactly. So,
6: th- that's the whole thing. And you know what? He's going to benefit better at the D main. He's a real nice kid. I pitted with him two weeks ago at the DNC he Pitted next to me. And, uh, you know, he's got a bright future and he, uh,
3: Yo, he needed to be in the D main more than I needed to be in the D main. Yeah, that's a Bottom good way line. to look at it too. Yeah, but you would have both been in the D main, though. Yeah. Paul would have been out, and he needs so to you learn. It actually, out. beat Paul. Right, and that's all the these. So he needed to learn.
6: You know, I think it was a good lesson for him. He learned some things. So, you know, it is what
0: it is. Hey, Greg, before you go, are you go- are you now more determined now that Paul- Chicharito finally got you? He got you an e buggy, and he got you in. An- in nitro buggy yeah. i love it he finally got you so you're at tuesday night uh nationals i'll be calling this a comeback or you never left
6: <laughs> it's you know i went to tuesday night nationals because my stuff was already in the car
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you had fun and you raced. Yeah. you know what greg before you go i just want to say to people people always wonder why the level in california is so high for racing right is that the funny thing is, is that you actually were racing against all these guys, like you're racing against Chris Nelson and, and all these guys. Again, two days after DNC, like that's insane. I wouldn't even want to look at a car two days after DNC. So
4: yeah,
6: well, I had to get a win in. All right, I gotta go. My wife's crying. All right, uh, thank you for your time, you guys. You something. All right. Okay. Bye. Right, bye.
0: All right. So that was two thousand and two world champion Greg Degani talking about rules Joseph yep. it's good to hear it from somebody else because if, if we keep saying it it sounds like a broken record you know what I mean but rules need to be applied to yeah. everybody and um, we need to hold these races at, at a higher standard I would say so Joseph you want, <laughs> would you like to would you like to comment on that before we move on to something else man your internet's all janky Stop watching
3: this. Well, not specially. I think we've, I think we've covered it already.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's go over real quick uh, some of your thoughts because Greg wasn't able to comment on them because he wasn't watching them. Your thoughts on Spencer Rivkin and um, I wanted to talk about Te- Techno Herb, because Techno had four people, four drivers in the main. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, they had four drivers and they had the one driver that everybody was expecting to be in the main it wasn't. That was oh, Seth jared wiggins man another impressive run by jared wiggins this kid young man sorry is on a roll i think i'm seeing great potential coming out of jared wiggins how about you
3: i i was thinking actually that um well rivkin first so rivkin has been a bit on and off in eight scale somehow like 10 scale he's always there eight scale sometimes like depending on the track maybe depending on if he's comfortable with his car Mm -hmm. so here he wasn't really but then bumps from the b and is strong in the mains you know because he's good he's a pro you know he settles down figures it out makes the most of his situation so yeah that was good but I was thinking about Techno that they are actually close to becoming what uh, Greg was saying about Mugen now. You know, he has a Mugen. I don't think the Mugen isn't somehow.
0: The best car.
3: It's, Mugen isn't sort of significantly better than the S-Works, for example. Just mm-hmm. as in they are pretty close. Like, it's it just isn't. Mm-hmm. The thing is that they have good drivers who have been running it for a while and they are confident comfortable good setups and that's it you know so I was just thinking that techno can become that or they are close to that you know they have Thiebaud uh what's his name Tyler base? Jones
0: Jared Wiggins
3: yeah Tyler Jones Tyler Jones Seth is really Vendalen. fast but a bit uh, inconsistent still and Wiggins and Dalen. so they have f- is that five? That's five five guys that are really fast and two two or three of them actually haven't really reached their potential yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how good they can be. Right. So they are still improving. So we could in a year or yeah, in a year or maybe two, we could be in a situation where they sweep the podium, you know, yeah. assuming that they all stay there, you know. So it's it's, it's not something that's impossible. You yeah. know, they improve the car, they improve the the drivers improve also and we could end up being in a situation like that so
0: i think um i mean i know i'm in tooting this one for a while and i and we all know that you and techno are not best of friends but i really think what they're doing is really good like i think um they have a like you know they have their team vibe and they do this i don't it doesn't seem like they they really focus on anything outside of america too too serious you know i mean yes in europe techno is in england and some sp- in England and maybe some other... You know, it's not as popular as it is in America, but it's a very popular car. The new car seems to be doing well. People like the Truggy. Uh, I mean, you can't... I mean, look, Jared Tebow, Jared Wiggins, Joe Bornhorst, Tyler Jones. I mean, there you go. All they needed was Seth Van Dalen in there, and that would have been five people, five in, in, And he wasn't far off from being in it. I mean, he just had a bad qualifying, you know? So... I'm good i you know what I have to give i I have to say good job techno, even though nobody podium you guys have four cars in in the world and our biggest race, like you know super impressive, super impressive uh, and like seriously, like Jared Wiggins has been i i I mean I had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I really got to talk to him and got to see how he thinks and is super smart, but man, I don't think Jared is as talented as say Tyler Jones or Tebow or even Joe Bournehorse born horse he's definitely talented i just think that this guy's working hard man and he understands it and he gets it and he's racing and he's putting in work and it's starting to pay off yes he has a very he has very very good talent but you know what i mean he's not ryan may maybe not now maybe not now maybe in the future he can be a ryan mayfield talent but he has definitely been a sleeper and i'm again impressed by him as well uh let okay we talked about cav if. with, with with um with Greg but I just wanted to touch on him real quick. Uh what are your opinions on Cavalier right now? You know him as a person more than me. You've hung out with him, you've practiced with him. What do you think's going on in his mind right now?
3: I don't know. <laughs> because he hasn't real I mean, in that main event if you think about it, he he got beat by Drake right at the end. Yeah. Adam you know go by and beat him for fifth place yeah so he gets sixth place he gets beat by adam who's fifty thousand years old like digani says i mean he can't be satisfied there's no way far from satisfied with that performance you know he wasn't really a factor at any point Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm and also even in 10th scale he wasn't Really doing that well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't he even in the B main or close to being in the B main at some race. I believe he
0: I believe was at the CRC race.
3: Yeah, he was B main or bottom of the A or right. something, something like that in mm-hmm. some of the classes. So I don't know. I think if I would have to guess, then I think he expected a bit more
0: mm-hmm.
3: immediately you know and mm-hmm. it's going to be a bit harder than he expected uh,
0: you know what uh if we look back cuz i I'm, look people be like I, you know everybody was giving me first first off uh everybody's giving me shit about Fend, Richard school and uh, which i'm probably still going to pick him anyway unless david ronafalk's there uh but to be honest and look i like the before people say i just, i like mayfield i think mayfield is incredible like I think there's only three people right now that can probably win a world's and it's David Runfalck, Ryan Mayfield, and maybe Ongaro? I don't know, I'm not too sure about Ongaro right now. Um but he will get it, man. He has to just I I mean I'm kind of just like I didn't understand why him and Fend and all those guys were doing CRCRC then they missed out on the warm up race and all that type of stuff. So he he will get it. I mean, we're talking about coming from bowl car and on different tires. And all that stuff to completely switching up your program besides engines people like people say well has switched up his engine and his tires it's it's it, like a chassis like you know what i mean a chassis and tires are the two most important aspects of your of your game so i think he he figures it out the only problem with cav is he doesn't have much time you know how them people are at horizon if you ain't making no money you you get you get snipped that's how it goes
3: That's how it goes. How long is his contract? Oh, two years. Two years? Yes. If it's two years, then yeah. I mean, if it's two years, the next year he needs to do well.
0: But here's the thing. If he... Okay, look. Cav is going to do well. I know this. I have seen this in the eyes. He will do well. I'm hoping. (laughs) Um, Because I'm, I'm a fan of Cav. You know what I mean? I am a fan of him. And he's my... You know... I consider him, like, as one of the greatest of all times, you know. He's going to go down as one of the greatest of all times ever. A lot of people don't like him because he he's not sociable with it and sometimes he's a little awkward, I guess, you know what I mean? But he's always been cool with me, and I like him. I think he figures it out. If anybody figures it out, it's it's calv Who I'm more worried about is Tasman. I think not – like, we, we talked about this in the thing, but – now, that's the true test. This is the true test for Tasman, man. Honestly, honestly, honestly. And speaking of Testman, I have to say, okay, do we do we want to talk about Tyler Jones real quick, or
3: because I just I'm, finish Testman, finish a okay. thought for once in a while. Okay, sorry. Okay.
0: <laughs> speaking of Tasman, <Testament>, um, <laughs> I looked at C.J. Gelin and I thought, like, uh, I bet you him and his dad feel happy about that. You know what I mean? You know, the breakup between him and uh, him and Gord and Tyler wasn't too good between. CJ is dead and there's, I remember Toxic and all that type of stuff they said I heard they beat him They and CJ, I think CJ had a great DNC CJ had a great DNC um, for a young man that hasn't raced all year or done much and was kind of not on the best foot going you know after such a bad 2020 um, DNC 2020 CJ Jalen Nitro Buggy Main I believe he made Truggy Main too, as well not sure about E-Buggy but Great run by CJ Jalen. Your thoughts on CJ Jalen besides taking out everybody and the Truggy main? Uh,
3: yeah, I thought he did really well. I mean, I haven't really heard anything about him. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been racing, I think, and then shows up at DNC, makes the main fast. So yeah. that's good.
0: Very good. Very good. Uh and he's getting older now. So I, I want to see CJ succeed, man. I want to see CJ succeed. How old is he? Fifteen, got to be sixteen now, I guess. Yeah, his voice has gotten a lot deeper. That's so.
3: still, that's still so young though. Like, I mean, anything's possible in his career if he wants it. It's, he's been around for it. a
0: while. Been around for a while. Um,
3: it's like Fend. Isn't Fend only twenty three or yeah, something? Yeah, he's stupid? young.
0: He's young, dude. He's just been around <laughs> for crazy.
3: so long. He's like, he's. 10 years younger than the people he's racing so if you think about it he can gain the experience start finishing races and he can be the dominant force you know he can start being dominant him. at 30 you know what i mean Ron is another one who's mm-hmm. surprisingly young i think
0: 24 Man, it goes 25 soon <laughs> i just mentioned so it's
3: like what the hell
0: amazing talent man amazing amazing talent um tyler jones man glad to see him at dnc this is one of my my favorite up-and-coming young drivers super fast i really too bad about truggy when he wailed that he you know went full into that full tilt into that hay bale first like first couple of corners i felt for him he suffered that's that hurt him a bit because track time and stuff like that going into uh the next day i would say e-buggy super fast but blew out here he had he had some glimmers of hope glimmers of you know bumped up from the b and uh went to the a i think tyler jones goes goes him. I think he could have done better but i think he should be happy with besides breaking in obviously breaking in truck which i think he would have really done well in as well i think for his first dnc he shouldn't be too hard on himself how about you he could have done better
3: i thought it was very good yeah The just the mains didn't really they weren't really the best but uh yeah he was very fast clearly and good in qualifying yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I give him. I give him. I, I I give the. They don't. They don't like me calling him the dark horse, uh, because people don't think he's gonna win or something. But I think he's. I think he does really good. And once again, I wanna say like, I'm really pumped for Cole. Why? Because I've always been on the East Coast guy, and Cole could have beat Mayfield, but it. it Cole blew out, like, but he didn't blow out all the way like he usually does. He did little blowouts, and that's what stopped. Like, once he did those little blowouts, he kind of lost track of Mayfield, I think. But I think if he didn't have that, we would have seen a different. I think Cole could have, I think besides, the only two people that could have beat Mayfield would have been Fend and Cole, I think. And personally, T- Danny, too, maybe. But Cole kind of got away from them guys and was battling with Mayfield for a little bit. I think he goes, finally, like, on the on the really big stage... Right. I didn't even expect him to do that this well. But then again, he was really fast at Thunder Alley too. So, kudos to Cole, man. I'm happy for him. He deserves that champagne and all that type of stuff.
3: I picked him. I picked yeah. him for a second, remember? Yeah, you
0: did. You did. Um, atmosphere, I heard there's like a big party and all that stuff. My boy Chase had on it, Uh, had a big party and all that stuff afterwards. I just wanted to touch on that because I know some people are like, oh, we shouldn't do this and stuff like that. I wanted to... Say, um, there has always been a social aspect of DNC. You know, Joey always has a social... Uh, I've never been. Have you ever been, Joseph?
3: To the official driver's social? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: well, he has it at, at like Silver. So-
3: I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're invited anyway. But, um... <laughs>
3: You know you don't need an invitation.
0: Right, but uh, you know, I had some people like some people asking me what I felt about uh having parties and stuff at, at DNC. I'm fine with that, man. At the end of the day, um, we have to do everything within reason within reason. Well, who am I to tell somebody not to get like like to, not to have fun at a race? Because that's what I tell everybody to do is have fun. Um but from what I told from what I said, it looked like a I, I just wanted to keep on that because it was a it looked like it was a really great atmosphere at DNC. And we, you know, Joseph, I know you say, do we go to this race to socialize and then race... That's what we go to. This, that's what people realize. This is a race to go socialize and race RC cars, like you said. We do this and we want to socialize with people and all this type of stuff. We want to have fun. RCs for everybody. Um, I just think, yeah, the party part of it ha- is a part of DNC has always been... We just got to do it within... You know, moderation, I guess, or whatever. But hey, it's not like everybody had fun at that party. I probably wish I would have been there. I probably wouldn't have hung out too long. But shout out to them guys, man. I think, like, this is what, when you think of DNC, this is what you remember. Like, oh, it was so much fun. And I had fun doing this and like, all that stuff. Like, you know, I remember the first DNC I went to and I met all them crazy guys from New Mexico. Remember those guys? Like, Jimmy's friends? They weren't, like, they were just there to have, they were just so happy to be there and having fun. Like, and I think, to me, that's one of the big aspects of DNC why I like it, like that part. Yes, this the racing too, but the social aspect of it. And um, this is still a race. We like we like people think. Oh, you guys are anti DNC. I'm not anti DNC. I love this race. I want to see. I love the race. I love the racing. You know, I like the atmosphere and all that type of stuff. We just think it could be better if we can hold it. If we're holding this race as one of the upper echelon races of RC. It should be better like for everybody that's all i've i finally see what you say joseph you keep been saying this for years there's no air compressor there's no tables man no schedule meh, meh, meh. i see all of this i finally get it like i finally 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 get it
3: No, well, that didn't take long
0: <laughs> i mean i always knew it but i guess sitting back and watching it and being there Get, sitting back this this year and just watching it not being there I kind of not involved in the social side you forget about the schedules and all that type of stuff because you're having fun um, I think it should be at Thunder Alley or it would be nice if he could rotate the track like two different tracks in California but Thunder Alley is probably the best one we can have and um, I don't know man what else you wanted to add did you want to add anything else to that before we go or like do we have a rant or I actually have a rant well, well-
3: yeah, we can rant in a minute. I would just add that that's maybe that's the most important point. What you just said, where it's not that we hate the DNC or don't like Joey or Jimmy or these guys. Like that's not the point. People always focus on that.
4: The well, point is that cars.
3: we do in, we enjoy racing, and uh, I don't have a problem with those people either. It's just that the racing could and should be better so because of that that's why we you know and those two guys and rent
0: and those two guys have with this race have the influence influence to change things too as well you know what i mean jimmy with his series and joey with this but at the end of the day we know what it comes down to and that is that and if we accept that and we know that it's about this then i'm fine i don't mind paying Go have fun and come back. But it could be better. I mean, it comes.
3: Yeah, but it's not all only money either because I think he has pride of, in this
0: too. He has a lot of pride in this race well, as well.
3: No, it's it, the point is that yes, to make money, that's fine. And it's sort of a safe way to do it. Now it's easy, mm-hmm. easy enough, you know, like let's keep it this way. Right. To change stuff is always harder work. Yes. And all, there's always a bit of risk involved, but I think that to do a better job in the long run would be also financially more beneficial. Yes. So it's not 100% just like oh we want to make as much money as possible because if it was they would do a better job and make more money. So, you know, so it's also a situation where this is enough. This is pretty good. I'm comfortable. I don't want to do go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of that involved. Mm-hmm. And for that to change, you people need to speak up and say, look, we aren't satisfied. We aren't happy. with This needs to be improved. And then things will improve. Also, that's just how it is. Yeah,
0: I wanted to add, uh, I was talking to uh, somebody last night and we go back to like, I like, like my thing is like, we need to use these races to, to get new people into RC, like or promote, hey, this is what we do. Obviously, due to COVID, we probably couldn't have a whole bunch of spectators and announcing that this race was, excuse me, going to be there. But I would like to see, and, and I challenge these these race promoters to do this. Um, Dave, I think, is, you know, I think he can do it the best, you probably do it the best um, because he has his pro mains like at a time and people can go see it. But I would like to see these races at least promote to spectators and try to get non rc people they're sitting in the bleachers and watching and i would like to see things done properly like maybe have a pamphlet that uh then you know that new people like you come in and you give a pamphlet and it just has to you just want to try and get i just want to get people there for the pro pro nitro main or pro buggy main that's i mean people be like oh you only care about pro no but that's the that's the upper echelon and that's who you know i don't i watch m- Super cross to watch the people who are in the main, not who was at practice. You know what I mean? I, that's what I go to see and all that type of stuff. I I like the 450 main. You know, I am not really too big on the 250 stuff. I like the 450 main stuff like that. This these are the best in the, in in our industry, and these are the professionals. Um, let's make them prof- be professional for once, and let's 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 try and di- like promote these racists. I'm not like Manufacturers Cup is the example I keep coming back to. It was such a great race, but see would well, like anything to do things like that. It costs money and any and it it affects the bottom line. But I think these promoters it wouldn't cost much money for them to to promote to spectators and bring them in and and that's like it's kind of like this, man. my I know this is a pipe dream, and it will never happen, but I think it would be so cool if you promoted to this and you said to the manufacturers, hey, I want to have a manufacturer's road. Let's set up a tent here or, you know, whatever, some stuff here and have each driver or pro driver representing each company or whoever, maybe two drivers there. Have them there, man. Let's let's get some, like, at least you, Joseph. At least I got to give you credit. Like, you always had the dream to have the nice shirts and everybody looking, you know, nice and somewhat professional and all that stuff. People would say we're the, probably the most unprofessional guys out there. But I would really like to see if we treat this big, if we treat this like it's a big thing, others would be like, oh, wow, these guys are real professionals. Right now, if you went to a racetrack, you wouldn't know who a professional driver is from me. You know what I mean? And yeah. I would just like, I challenge these race promoters to do this. I don't care if you don't support RCGP and you don't like that and all that stuff. We want RC to be better, period. And these are the people that have the can can do it, but I get it. I want you to make money too, but just think about how cool it could be to come into like somebody who doesn't know who's RC with their kids and you go to a factory row and there's a a pro guy looking professional signing autographs of his stuff like they do at motocross and stuff like that. For us RC guys, it might not be a big thing because we got to hang out with these guys. But for that spectator and that kid that comes in there that doesn't know anything about RC with his dad, his dad sees that and is like, Oh wow, this is, this is really a thing. Sorry, it's really loud today passing by her. This is my dream. I want to see, like, yes, we want to change RC and format and all that type of stuff and not these big races, but these races aren't going anywhere. We know this, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what they can do is help promote RC, and all it takes is a little bit of effort, I would think. And he could make more money.
3: And that's, But that's the key thing that I already mentioned. Like, those things take extra effort, and there needs to be a sort of a will- To do that something to motivate you to do that and that's missing so we need to add the motivation that's what i think people don't haven't accepted when enough pro drivers say that they want these things when enough people vote with their wallet and don't go to certain races like when when people force change then things change you know so when we talk about this enough and people realize like you know what it's not worth it i'm gonna go to this other race or do this other thing or when people change their habits then things change yes and you know it will take more people than just us talking about these things you know so many of the pros already say the same things but they don't say them in public right or they say them sort of in public but privately among other pros Mm -hmm. do you see what i mean like they don't post it online they don't say it when there are non sort of in-group people there right you know that's the problem see i know this
0: podcast is gonna make uh, is gonna cause a lot of long lips you know what i mean as i my mom would say oh what's your lip too long when you're soaking right i'm not like i don't want people like oh stop pissing and murder i'm not pissing and burning man i'm not pissing and murder but just like comp- like this can be better like we it can be better like when like as soon as you know like as soon as you say rc is in trouble oh no we had 200 entries and let me go on that thing but that's a whole nother rant
3: you know what i mean so i wanted to touch on something because okay. you brought it up you, t- you spoke about image i'm actually going to talk about this on my youtube live on friday but okay. i thought i might as well do it now too so if I, i'll share my screen here so you can see this mm-hmm. um this is from a video. So this is an interview of Mayfield. Just, I want you to look at this image. This is just a screenshot from a video. Mm-hmm. So you look, see, see the background, there's everything. Like, it's just random. Yes. you know, It's not, it's just random. Yeah. Here, it's some dude in a container, right? Yep. No branding anywhere. It's just some guy in a container. Well, not very inspiring. Yeah here's some dude standing under a tent and there's no branding and it doesn't look like anything special, right? It doesn't look, it doesn't scream professional to you. Right?
0: No, of course. Right. I agree.
3: Here's some guy again, no branding, just some random tent, some straps in the background, a power cord. Okay. Here's some guy standing. There's a big mess behind him, a trash can. You know, you see a bit of branding here. It's, it looks like there's some something going on, you know, team set up. But, you know, it's just a mess. Right. I agree. And then look at that. Yep. Looks like this guy is some sort of professional, you know, branded shirt, backdrop, looks, you know, looks pretty good right there, don't you think? I agree. Right there, interview, you know, <laughs> Bad backdrop. Madman Marco
0: Baruffalo. Oh
3: gosh. Look at that. Even a village idiot. Gypsy can look good. Looks pretty professional, I think. Yeah, Like there's some sort of, something's happening here. Another interview, who does he race for? Well, that's not hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just wanted to share that as an example that it's not that hard, it's not impossible, but you have to make a bit of an effort. Yes. And this applies to everything. So, to be able to have pictures and videos that look good, everyone has to take. Everyone has to sort of be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And when we were um, doing RCGP, people would make fun of me, and and not just sort of make fun, but sort of half half seriously be annoyed at me because I insisted on certain things. Right? Mm-hmm. And I mean the organizing staff, people, people involved in putting this together. Like I'm mini Hitler, you know? Well, you but had to be. I had to be yeah. because I had an idea and I knew if I didn't put my foot down and get things done in a certain way, then it's just going to be another race. It's just going to look like everything else. And nothing will change. And that was my job that first year. Like come up with the idea, the concept, and make sure it works. Right. Now I'm done with it. And I'm curious to see if they will be able to maintain that. Because it's it doesn't happen automatically. RC racing is too small. You know, people don't think about these things on their own. In Formula One, MotoGP, like full-scale racing stuff, they have PR people. You know, they have people who make sure everything is right for every picture, interview, everything. Like everything needs to be just right and look mm-hmm. right. In RC, we don't have any of that. No, it's just like talk to this guy next to the trash can with a big mess behind him. Kind of. That's the that's normal RC if you want to promote a better image, someone has to make sure everyone is on point, right? Yeah. And that's what I did in the first year to the best of my ability while still racing and being sort of <laughs> half involved.
0: By the way, people, it took us an entire day to make that whole shot sign at RCGP USA. And that's it. I watched you in focus an entire day to just doing that. Enough getting. Yeah. it. Yeah, uh, but, but it, see, it looked good when it was done. You know what I mean? It looked great when it was done, and I was like, okay, yeah, all right, I got it.
3: Yeah, but it's a million of those small things. Yes. That's just one small thing, but there's so many of them, yes. and I, and these things t- taken, it's you have to put time and effort into it, and there's no immediate return. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. So if I mean let's just go back here like
0: By the way, this you is... can
3: get away with you can get away with this right you can get away with this and you can make money right yes if you want to do something better than this if you want to do this you have to put in effort and time and you don't get any return for it immediately at least and I think this is kind of... This is just a good example of it. it. This is what we need to do with everything—not just the image, but the racing format itself, also, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the schedules and how new people, when they go to a race, what their experience is. Mm-hmm. Like we need to do this on more on every level, not just you know how to set up a video shot, yes. but you know on what? every level, and it's just. I'm just it. waiting. I'm like, I'm hoping there's enough people who want to go that extra mile so that we can get over the hill that we're on right now and then enjoy some, you know, a bit of a I think boom again, hopefully. I think
0: we're almost at the top of the hill here, but it's whether we're going to fall back down this way, like back down the way we came, or if we're going to go over the hill and go get ready to go over the other one. It's It's a very close, like, people, like, It's not like, okay, we're going to go off into a rant here. It's not unfathomable to think that RC can die. Like, you know what I mean? It can die. It has died. Like classes have died. Electric 10 scale died for a while. You know what I mean? And
3: yeah. Yeah. Like I said in the three part video series I made, I should still make one, which is like a short one that Mm -hmm. has all the main points in it. I just haven't had time. But go and watch those on JQ Racing TV. There's three-part video series about our industry. I've actually got surprisingly good feedback for it. You know, just random people messaging me and thinking like, basically saying that they watched the video and they've had many of the thoughts themselves, and now it's sort of everything clicked together, and they think like, yeah, it's true, you know. Like well, we need to change some of the we things. Do. We do. We need to think we, we of the do. future,
0: man. Um, like I know people. Like I, like I said, I know this podcast is probably gonna piss some people off. But you know, I made a decision. We, 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 like I told you. Like I said, Joseph, man, if we're gonna do things, if we're gonna do things different, we're gonna have to break some eggs. You know what I mean? If you want to make an omelet, you gotta break some eggs. And like I said, I'm not. I have nothing against Joey. I'm into this race. This is treating me really good. Like nice people, all that type of stuff. Like I, I like that social atmosphere of it, and all that type of stuff. I love it. But I think we sh- we need to do better, man. And and it's not just Joey. It's it's RCM in general. Yeah.
4: Well,
3: there's another thing. So if we look at all the big American races, for example, there could be a race like DNC exactly how it is today. Mm -hmm. The problem is that all the big races are exactly Exactly like like DNC. Exactly. That's the problem. So if you want to have one race, that's just a big festival mess kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. But when every race is that way and there isn't something different, that's a bit of a problem, I think.
0: Yes, I agree. And you know what, Joseph? I know we said this in, in the questions, but I wanted to say how happy I am Again, once again, and I want to say congratulations to these young young racers. I am so happy that even though I wanted Wally to win, <laughs> you know, I really wanted Wally to win this. I'm so happy to see that. Like I said, someone told me that the top three of intermediate are all or expert are all under 16. Frankie Contreras, who just absolutely killed it, man. I hope this kid stays in race and he has a bright future. I don't know, Davy Bata. And obviously, I think we all know who Buddy is. Um, That's good to see. Because, you know, the youth are the future, man. And I think in RC, we don't kind of see that. But here it is, right here, man. We have these three, and I don't, these three young racers. Probably, I don't know their ages, but all under 16. And they just, they're the podium here in Nitro Buggy. And you know what? That's, I think, how it should be you know what i mean that's exactly where it should be and and then that kid and these guys now strive to go to the pro class in the next time the next race um and i'm not taking any of it, any any of this away from like i like i wanted wally to win obviously he's driving a jq car but it really really is impressive to see this you know what i mean it like no no disrespect to like don vinkel and all these guys who really like they do their job they you know they, they they drive well and all this stuff but it was really good to see this happen um And it gives me hope because I get tired of her. And, oh, RC is only for old guys because people don't want to put money into, you know, parents don't want to mostly parents don't want to put time and kids are different. Well, if you don't have kids, more, more kids and more young people coming into RC and us old farts, we're going to die here. And then what's going to happen then? So we have to promote the youth and stuff like that. Like I would love to just, it, it didn't even have to have another main, just take the top he could have took the top under sixteen out of out of all of qualifying and then had a main form. You know what I mean? A little dash for cash or something. That would have been great. But you know what? I do wanna I do wanna give some some kudos. Do you have anything else to say before we go on, Joseph?
3: No, I think we've all right. We've covered it all. I
0: just wanted to say something. Also, I don't. Do you wanna go to a rant? But I, or do you wanna? wrap it up for this week.
3: What, you had a rant?
0: I do have a rant, but maybe we can save it. Well, you know what? Actually, you're not going to be here next week. So let's, I just wanted to say in closing before we get off this, this, this subject, kudos to Joey and his, his crew for doing a race for 22 years. It's, it's, it's freaking awesome, man. I love the DNC. I, I I'm upset. I wasn't there this week, this year. It looked like probably the best one I could have attended. Um, it looked like everybody had a lot of fun that looks great there are some issues i have if like you know covert regulations and stuff like that but i'm not telling people how to run their lives and all that type of stuff i just prefer that we can at least if you don't believe in what's going on at least use the mask so we don't get look like like you know people just brand us as you know no. like these people that just don't care about anything right please i know what you're going to say
3: It It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So Scotty gets ready for an interview Mm -hmm. with uh, Ashton Abdul and he just goes, (gasps) (laughs) like, what the fuck is that? You are not wearing a mask. Someone is walking up to you wearing a mask and you just breathe out through your mouth for like three seconds for no reason. What the fuck was that? I don't know. It's, It's on my Instagram you have got to admit you know that was ridiculous i
0: i don't on just real quick i don't want to get on this i just don't understand why these companies don't make these guys wear them i mean it's a perfect product placement like you know what i mean these young kids are wearing them like and adults can't do i mean at be...
3: least live rc should have yes of course to, for the interview and, and stuff you like, know and what? just like every other sport in the world right now
5: mm-hmm.
3: you know at media That's... when you see it like exactly. it's just you okay. know, and that, that's like an obvious one. Yeah,
0: of <laughs> course. Of course. I was just like, come on, guys, come on. But um, kudos to those guys. They pulled off a good job. Hey, kudos to Andrew and his Thunder Alley crew. I know they bust their asses. Like I saw Andrew out there watering. This is good for his track. Like, you know what I mean? Really good for him. They need this boost. Yeah. This is this is really good for them. Hopefully this you know, I say this, maybe this race can go to a different track in SoCal, a permanent track or something next year. And then they can, you know, each race can have it each year, so this boosts their their income for the year, you know what I mean. Um, so kudos to the Thunder Alley track and all that stuff. I wanna shout out to my to to oh, everybody who made that that race awesome. Like I heard about the party and all that stuff. Yeah, I get it. A lot of people ain't into all that stuff, but hey, it looked like a lot of fun, you know. Um, as for rules, like Greg said, we, if you don't call it out, it nothing changes. So we gotta call that out. And live RC, man. I know Joseph. You and I give live RC a lot of crap. A lot of crap, but they really and and you can and I'm gonna I every mean, they they really up up the game and I I okay yes the cameraman was a bit wonky <laughs> well very wonky but they got better and they had a lot of cool features and I like that type of stuff and I like the driver uh, spotlights and I thought and to me I like that that shows that they care and they're, they're putting effort in and kudos to them for to live RC for stepping up the game and doing a good job on that sense and for bringing us coverage i know look joseph you're gonna give them some crap and say this and that and all that stuff but the first time back at a race of all these new cool things let's give them i think they're going to pmb let's see what they do there you know what i'm saying yep all right uh i like i said i hope you guys enjoyed this little part of um our dnc recap sorry about Degani. i know like you tell him to move and i know his moving just like he was in his interview I didn't know you could jump that step up. I didn't know you could jump that step up. I didn't know you could jump that step up. And also, just a, if you're listening to this on audio, you might want to watch it uh, on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube channel. Give us a subscription. Oh yeah, I
3: forgot this is a podcast too. Right. Yeah, I was showing some pictures there yeah. earlier. So, so
0: you want to check it out and we showed some video. And, and leave a sub because I have 140 more subs and then I got to do the Toa Satan challenge. So
3: this is a good way to force people to actually go on the no name rc podcast youtube
0: yes and sign up and you get to see all the uh what we was talking about there so go check that out joseph you know what time it is we did a lot of ranting on this podcast but we have one more rant to go
3: okay let's make it a quick one i'm hungry
2: we are now at that point of the show where you should fasten those seat belts and put your big boy pants on. Whoa. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant.
0: hey welcome to the jq racing rant everybody uh i have to wear this mugen hat because i made a bet that Fenn would uh um he would dominate and he didn't so i made a bet with michael koontz and he said you gotta wear a mugen hat on the podcast and i dug this out because i used to i i still like mugen i was a big mugen supporter you can see all my mugen cars there mugen mugen mafia i'm all, all mugen mafia on the jq racing rant this week so here you go michael koontz i'm wearing my mugen hat all right, Joseph. So I had this thing. I had this thought, and I was talking. I was actually talking to um, somebody this weekend, and they ma- they made a great point. You know what they said? Now would be the time for a new governing body in America to come up and overtake. Why war. now? Huh? Oh, why now? I don't know. I guess because they just think Raw is completely gonna die without getting any races to make money. But now would be the time.
3: Oh, no, they have like two hundred thousand dollars in the bank or something. I right.
0: Well, remember. now will be the time to make our. We need Norca or something back. Raw needs competition, man, because it's obvious that Raw is not interested in doing no, anything you're to wrong. improve. That's
3: the worst thing. Oh, the well, worst then thing to, would be to have multiple federations. Well, that's the worst thing. The best person wins. I disagree with uh, you. No, I I heard a really good uh, quote. It, it was it was. Uh, Individuals make change. What the hell was it? Individuals make change. Institutions uh, maintain it or something, like make sure it stays. Uh, this. Fuck, I need to look up the quote. But anyway, you get the point. Yes. Like, individuals can create the change, but it won't stay unless you have good institu- institutions. Agreed. Agree our with institutions you. are the federations.
0: I agree with now, you. Now,
3: if you have multiple federations, it's never going to work. You need one strong federation. That's the best way. Absolutely. Especially because RC is so small. So Roar is affiliated with IFMAR and Mm ERA. So globally acknowledged, recognized. This other one wouldn't be. So that would already be a big problem. I don't care.
0: I don't think Roar cares.
3: I don't care. If you go to the world championships, you need to win the Roar Nationals or be up in the top fifty or whatever, and then you get a spot, right? Yes. So Moore none of the about money. none of the drivers who uh, want to race internationally at worlds, for example, would be, leave Roar. It's all right. You know they can still have their national.
0: Right. No,
5: so
3: okay. having a second one doesn't work. You need to fix Roar. That's uh, the way to do it. You look, you know, just what, like Lang? in Europe, you need to fix Efra, yep. you need to fix Ifmar. Yep. You can't have another one. No. Nope. You know what, man? That's a pipe dream. It is we a pipe have dream. these but... and we need to fix these. You know That's what? That's how it is.
0: When an apple's too rotten, you have to throw the apple away and get a new one. That's how I look at it. And you can't cut the cancer out of raw. Gotta go. I'm sure there's individuals inside Why? All... Why can't you? Because it's obvious that nobody wants- I'm sure, look, I'm sure just like in AFRA and other organizations, I'm sure there are individuals who think exactly like what- what we're saying right now, I'm sure there the is.
3: The only way to do it would be if all the manufacturers that race actively came together and said, "You know what? Let's make a yeah. And if they did that, and then made a new one, and then either some of the federations would join, Efra would join the new one, or whatever, or they would be all new. Mm-hmm. That's the only way, but that's never going to happen. I know it's not.
0: But in America, in, in North American racing, it's like the Wild West right now. There is no, it's a headless snake. There's nobody steering the rudder for North American racing right now. The manufacturers are, let's be honest. So they are. And we have, uh, you determine who your national champion, okay, the national champion is always going to be who the national champion is, no matter what. The cream of warriors rises to the crop. But to qualify for this race, it's just who can sign up fast enough here we have races yeah
3: that's the dumbest thing ever right
0: so here we have races that have no rules no referees dangerous obstacles that can kill people um you know no high vis vests Just little basic things like this that if when you like when i went to when i went to the uk like if you didn't abide by the rules of the brca and i'm f- i'm sure they are not perfect either But if you didn't pay a membership, you had three times, you had three races free, and if you didn't have a membership, you had to to get one right there, it's pretty simple. It covers you and you play by the rules. It's pretty simple, like, you know what I mean? But here we have these races, there's no, like, it just comes down to this, but what we need is a governing body. I mean, most people in RC now that are racing RC cars don't even know there is a governing body of RC. Who is Roar? Nobody cares because they don't do anything i love their race that they put on every year for the fuel nationals but what does roar do to promote rc in america what does roar do for rc races absolutely nothing right now it gives them some insurance but what does it do it doesn't give them a, a is roar doing anything like instead what like joey could have had a roar um a roar referee come and do this race why could you know what i mean why not do things like that Get a guy from Raw to come in and do this race to give you, give racers a fur race. Like, you know what I mean? Something. Like, what? Like, but Raw just don't care. Pay our money and we, that's all we care about. So, if they don't care and it's impossible to get it to change, obviously it can't change because people have been trying for years, then like, just get rid of it and start all over again or just let them do what they do and you start another one or somebody. A group of people get together and start a new one that's better, and then people will see they don't need roar. And then IFMAR would see, if would say, "Well, we want money, so you gotta join anyway," but that's the only way I can see things changing. It's just start over again. It's to the corruption Isn't, uh, and the
3: cancer president of IthMar, a guy from roar exactly right now
0: the the council so is
3: how would that's never going to change so but, gonna but he won't be not tra- work with raw
0: he doesn't get to be in well when nobody's paying the memberships then it doesn't matter in it that big race that they have every year that nobody goes to that then what happens
3: yeah but everyone wants know it is, because right? they want to go to the worlds don't you understand yeah
0: well, yeah well make another world make a whole make a whole another world because the cancer is no, too deep it's
3: not going to work or
0: Get the people that are... We have to figure out how to get the people that are not... Who are stumping Just, the growth. Get them out and get people who want to make change happen. Trust me. That's what me. you should do.
3: The only way to change it is to work with the federations we have now and change them. And the only way to do that is to get the manufacturers to care enough about the the hobby or sport as a whole instead of just focusing on themselves and their own sort of uh, benefit to get them to work together and force change that's the only way but the problem is that the companies who are doing well actually all pretty much all regardless of if they are doing well or not the way most rc companies think is if i do a i benefit great Mm -hmm. if i do b i benefit but other companies also benefit okay i'll do a that's how they think they do things that benefit themselves and no one else that's what they goal why should we do something that benefits someone else that's how they think some people have even said that outright like why should we do this because it benefits other companies also Mm
5: -hmm.
3: that's the way they think So, as long as this is the way they think, the companies will never come together for something better. Do you see what I mean? Uh, Even if it benefits themselves too, it's because others benefit alongside them, somehow that's bad. I agree. I agree. That's why they can't all agree like, hey, let's all agree to all go to these races, or let's all agree to do something to improve the industry whatever it may be like let's all agree to put some money in a pool to get better media coverage at all these races that that never happens because it's like why should I pay into this uh, media uh, pool or let's why should I pay into this pool of money that sends control and RC racing TV or live RC to uh, some race to cover it. Why should I do that when others also benefit? That's how they think. Yeah, it's so stupid and short-sighted. But that's the world we live in. We have to deal with that, and we have to figure out a way to get it done anyway.
0: I agree. I still think we should just start over. But I get it.
3: I understand what you mean. No, you can't start. I know over.
0: we can't. But why not? Norca was around. I just explained
3: to you but it, it, a hey, few reasons why not. Guess what? It's not going to work. Well, no, you never trust know. me.
0: You never know. I either we either we cut the cancer out or just yeah. Put a bullet in the head and go. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. If they stop if the, if people stop supporting it, do you think if 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 the manufacturers didn't send their 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 races to the Raw Nationals? Do you really think Raw would but be they like will. No, no, listen. Say say all the manufacturers refuse to send their top people to Why? the Why? Why would no, they? No, no, refuse? no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Say every manufacturer got on board about this And said, no, we're not going to do this What if they didn't send and still people went Do you think Raw, do you think Raw is going to send uh, What if I go and I finish First at the national You think they're going to send me to represent America well, I can't represent an America anyway, but you know what I mean It's never going to happen, obviously
3: No, what? I don't know what you mean Because I just said that they would never do that I know they wouldn't do that Because, because but if they want didn't. to go to the worlds And to go to the worlds, you have to go to the Raw nationals So they go to the Raw nationals Which part of this don't you understand?
0: You know what? I understand that, Joseph. I understand all of that. I just don't care. We need to change it. Simple as that.
3: Yeah. People like you are not the people who make change with that (laughs) attitude. No, but... I don't care, I just want change. You have to fucking think about it and do something That
4: can, I just think we need to start over.
0: I think we need, I don't, I just think we need to start over because too many people have, too many people have come into Raw who probably think like us and then they just get tired because the hierarchy is just too hard. You know what I mean? It's ingrained. Like, how are you supposed to do this and get anywhere when you got good ideas, but your hands are tied? You get what I'm saying? It's just like
3: Ephra. Yeah. Same thing. The
0: same thing. So they're all suffering from the same thing. People who want to make change, but their hands are tied
3: manufacturers have to come together that's it
0: pretty much if they just come together and say hey we're not going to support these races we're going to do this don't get me wrong i love the worlds i want to i want the worlds and everything to happen i love the nationals race but i just getting kind of tired of like the the hypocrisy and just the bullshit like you know what i mean like we just her and like no like let's be honest raw doesn't give two fucks about rc racing in america i i just don't think they care. They care about that big race that they have every year that they sell out in 10 minutes on the internet and make a big chunk of change. That's all they care about. All they care about. They're no different from when we talk about it's all about the money with these other races. Raw is no different. No different. They want to make the money. They And they, I wish they could do things because they can make a change in RC. So, I don't know. Should we start all over, people? Or should we do what Joseph said? let I'm interested to see what people think about this in the comments. I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of comments this week. Joseph, anything to add before we uh, we sign out here? You know what, Joseph? I forgot. No. I forgot. You know what I forgot to do? No, I don't. Being as you went and got a haircut today, it's time to do an ad read for Manscaped.com. Joseph, being as you're looking all fly, all trimmed up, you know, got your haircut and looking all spiffy, it's time to get your Bottom parts looking all spiffy. So, you need to use a lawnmower 3.0 with a light that's waterproof so you can get down into those nooks and crannies and get a clean shave and not nick your nuts. You don't want to nick your nuts, not right now, Joseph. It would be bad. So, you should go to www.manscape.com, use the promo code NO NAME in all caps, save 20% off your order, and get yourself the lawnmower 3.0 kit with the Beluga. Uh, underpants, your ball deodorant, your spritzer, and they even have ball wipes. Check out Manscaped.com, showing, the sponsor, showing Manscaped support, shows the, shows the podcast and support, and trust me, cut through the jungle to find your manhood, and your wife will thank you. Thank me. Thank me for thanking you, or whatever. So check them out, Manscaped.com. Joseph, I think that's it. What are you pulling up, her?
3: Let's watch look at raw financials.
0: Okay. I can't really see this, but I don't want to let me. Right. I can see it now.
3: Wait a minute. I'll share the whole screen.
0: I got it. I got I just put it on the full screen. Don't worry.
3: Uh Yeah, look at this. So they have th- this is the last one they have 2016 on their website. So they have over two hundred thousand dollars on the in the bank. That's what I remembered. They pay someone thirty grand a year to you know do whatever they do, do the work. One hundred and forty-five thousand on nationals and world's expenses. Now I bet a lot of that is also just travel and wine and dining and dining. I can't see them paying that much to the organizing club hmm. right but
0: this is for raw not for
3: yeah this is wrong we world were championship about
0: Roar. expenses what are they doing why are they doing why do they have world championship
3: expenses um i don't know maybe if there are world worlds in america then they give some money or then it's just <laughs> let's go to the worlds <laughs> you know
5: i mean are <laughs> they paid- travel
3: budget i don't know <laughs> Insurance, because it's America, it's big. I mean, insurance, I can't remember. FROI was quite low, if I remember correctly, like a couple of thousand. Here's 30 grand.
0: Yeah, that's expensive.
3: Office supplies, yeah, fine, whatever. But then postage and mailing, 4,000. Telephone, fax, email, two thousand. Who has a two thousand dollar phone bill? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Website expenses, three thousand five hundred. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, her, opportunities here. National,
0: to, national. Oh, sorry. Go up here to yeah. National entries, no, one hundred and five thousand dollars.
3: Yeah. So I wanted to bring this up for this reason because you said, "What does RAW do to promote R.C.?" This is my favorite part of it here six thousand dollars promotional <laughs> expenses <laughs> that's it that's the that's oh the good, my good gosh bit.
0: man imagine if they took some of this six some of this forty two thousand that they did to go to the not to the world and and put that her in that 60 and six thousand. how much better they can do amazing yeah amazing.
3: i i would like to know what this is this hundred and forty five thousand. like do they really like when you have the raw nationals How do you really get that? How many nationals are there a year, anyway?
0: Um, You have how many different nationals? You have the obviously all the on red ones. You have the ten scale nationals. You have the eight scale fewer nationals. You have enats, which is small. Like,
3: do they all get ten grand from ROAR or something? No idea. I would
0: have. I mean, I'm sure. I hope. Well you know what? You know
3: how I know what this is. You know what this is? It's because they get all the entry money right Mm -hmm. and some of the entry money goes to the club organizer right i can't see them putting a hundred
0: thousand dollars into 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 uh the nationals i just don't see it like you know what i mean
3: yeah it's probably something like that
0: because they even get people to sponsor the nationals so I'm, I don't yeah. see them putting $100,000 into the national expenses it must
3: be the entries yeah. there we have nationals entries 105000 nationals expenses 103000
0: maybe they maybe you know? we need to get them on her to, to talk but they don't answer emails so. yeah.
3: yeah, it's probably that way so the entry money you know they get their membership fee they keep that and then the organizer gets the entry fee something like that
0: alright sweet well there we go Again, you will have to watch this podcast to see all of this stuff uh, on YouTube. Yeah. All right, Josie. You know what, though? I did want to say something. I think we found the new Jay Smoker, but the younger version. I was watching him. He was the only one doing the quads. Who's that? It's Spinrad. Walker Spinrad. Spin Daddy. He was the only guy okay. sending it through those quads in his A main. I loved it. He was the only one. I mean, he didn't do it every one, every lap time, every lap. He crashed a lot, but he, he, it looked good when he did it. So what's up, Spin Daddy? We got to get a better name for you, dude. I don't know. We can call you Guy Cooper or something like that. Some 1980s or 1990s motocross guy that used to send it without responsibility. But congratulations to him, man. He's just killing yeah. it. I liked it. I like seeing that. You know, Jay, Jay Smoker's going to have to pass the flag to him. He's going to be like, now you gotta run this little tag on the back of your wing if you really wanna be a smoker. So, good stuff. Yeah. Ended on a good note, Joseph. It was good to get back on the podcast with you. It's been a while. I don't think we're gonna have you on here for a minute because uh, what you got some things coming up here soon. I would say.
3: Yeah, going for some testing finally. Eight scale.
0: Yeah. We're, can we tell people Next where you're week. going?
3: Oh, they'll find out. Mm,
0: you don't want somebody's gonna say I'm secret gonna... location
3: next week. Oh, yeah, I'm in gonna... the sun, in the sun, having fun in the sun.
0: Uh, how long will you be away for 10 days? Okay, so I don't think we'll have you on the podcast for another 10 days. Then I would say,
3: yeah, maybe okay. I can if the Wi Fi is good.
0: Okay, um, thank you for your time. It's been enjoyable having you back on, man. Um, if you guys missed it, we did some, um, some lives. If Max and even called out Brent this past weekend from DNC, I am gonna get those up on audio. Thank you guys for. I mean, I guess what? Hey, man, people, please. I know we're we're gonna be pissed off a lot of people this week, but you know, hey, DNC was awesome. It can just be better, you know. RC is awesome, but it can be better. It can be better if we all work together. That's how it comes down to. We can grow RC. Invisible
3: Speed book is awesome, and it can't be much better.
4: There yeah, you go. There
0: we go. I haven't even started reading it yet. I have a whole bunch <laughs> of books that I need to read. Um, hey man. Thank you. I I had fun. I had fun with this part. It was great. Good to get Greg back on her. Now we need to get him back on her to tell some stories. But uh, hey, thank you to all of the NNRC uh, listeners around the world. The NNRC squad. We can't do this without you guys. Thank you guys for the support. Um, keep sending me those readers' rides and posting up on Instagram and enjoying doing that spreading trying to grow rc different you know my own little way trying to do my little things and for rc so uh thank you for that thank you to all the patrons you know what i gotta say thank you to a special patron joseph and even i showed you this and i was super pumped um hey hey, i am i I have to say i'm actually very proud of this i'm proud of all my patrons but you know i got a special patron and he's actually a world champion and should i say his name or should i you know i just want to say thank you should I say his name, Joseph? Do you think he wants it done? I'll
3: ask him when you have him
0: on. All right, but, uh, hey, when you got a world... It's not offer for a world champion. But when you got a world champion that pays into your Patreon, I, you must be doing something good, and he sends you a good note and says he listens to you while, while you're wrenching. The patrons is what keeps this podcast alive. Like, the patron part of this podcast is what's going to help this podcast go to races and stuff like that and do different things, so and you help keep some of these bills paid her because, hey, you know, you got bills to pay. So I want to say thank you to all the patrons. If you wish to be a patron, you can. The link's on the written description. Joseph, you have links to... Uh, I should put links to your Patreon and her too. If not, please go over and check Joseph's uh, channel, JQ Racing. We need to get into 10,000 subs so he can go to Kyosho Masters of a Kyosho.
3: I wonder if the Kyosho Masters is happening. Mm,
0: you would have to talk to Savoya.
4: In France, oh no, right?
3: I remember this. Yeah, I checked this. So there's a problem mm. The RCGP and Kyosha Masters are on the same date uh, in June Yeah,
0: oh, I'm hoping RCGP Disaster. happens. I'm hoping RCGP happens. Please happen because I want to go to yeah. Portugal uh, Yeah, so go check out Josie and and sign up to his thing. Also check out Max Mort He's been coming on her and uh, Help him get to a thousand subs. Remember, when I do a thousand subs, I'm going live and doing the toe of Satan. Also, I have another toe of Satan here, and I'm looking to help any RC. If there's any GoFunds out there or anything like that, or anybody trying to raise money for any RC racers, anything out there, let me know because I need to do a toe of Satan challenge to help raise money for them. I like to do something every year for some charity or for some racer, and I didn't. I don't think I did. I didn't do one in 2020. So, I would like to do that this year. So, if anybody has any suggestions, I don't mind a little bit of pain if it helps uh, raise money for somebody that needs it. Uh, and I will do it for my YouTube. Or maybe I'll get something else. I'll do something else. Something else hot or something super sour. Shout out to all the sponsors of the podcast. Miyako, obviously. Techno RC, great showing for them. JQ Racing, shout out to all my JQ Racing family. Don't worry, guys. We ain't going nowhere. We're only multiplying. Beach RC, thank you, Brent, for going out there. And, um, you know, just you know, having fun. I'm glad you went out there. Sun City RC Raceway. They got the TNR Fuel Race coming up next month. Don't forget, forget to show them some love. Racecraft USA. Get yourself some command a command module, man. Chase and those guys. I love their 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 advertising. Cool dudes. And um, he should be getting his board soon. So check them out. Uh, Manscaped.com. Go get yourself a lawnmower. All uh, promo codes in the written description. Papa Willy's Traction Tonic. I think I'm gonna have Scooter on next week to talk about uh, his his product and all that type of stuff. Great dude. We want to get his product into the off-road world more. He's an oval guy. Wally builds. Please show Wally is trying to make differences in the industry too. He's got some really good programs and all that stuff. Not he doesn't just build cars. He's doing training. He's doing training sessions and stuff like that. So uh, hit, up, hit up Wally House of RC. Ooh, 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 ooh. i heard something's coming tonight for house of rc so keep your eyes on well not tonight by the time this is released you'll you'll know you know their app will be out so uh hopefully and um hey man who am i miss rcgp it ain't going nowhere i have one I, you know what one thing before i go you guys if you don't agree with rcgp and what it does and um and all that type of stuff that's cool but i would implore you to use some of the methods that RCGP done maybe you don't have to do their format and stuff but just think about it they actually went out of their way to have staff they had referees they had Stefan you had announcers you had race directors all the stuff they went out of the the RCGP format to having people to do things properly made it fair for everybody so what if Mao pissed off Elliot Boots at the race he made it fair for everybody and that's what has to happen it has to be fair for everybody we are racing it's supposed to be fair so if you don't like it but just think about that stuff okay rant over and of course jq threads man shout out to you joseph and um
3: you still haven't fixed the logo
0: what logo oh don' her uh, jq threads logo oh i gotta get on the barbarian about this he's doing all this type of stuff so uh we have a couple more sponsors probably comment on her uh later on so we'll see hey joseph anything to add before we, we sign out her goodbye everybody Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding and sliding, Lefty, let me get this right. Lefty, out.